You are listening to Thursday Nights, episode 51. just survived an onslaught of plague monkeys that were uh, jumping through the trees and just On clawing at everything rampage. that came that came that was in their way having uh, suffered a couple scrapes and scratches to continue to move through the dead trees that are you know kind of each blowing in a different direction as if uh, affected by wind that you cannot feel Brandis looks quite irritated and frustrated at uh us getting jumped by monkeys, <laughs> um, and uh, with great irritation, Chagrin. he kind of you know holds his actually his ouch that uh, that somebody else I think that you took for him jumped in the way, hits you with the yes and, uh, and shook them all off me. Brian um, says, <laughs> "Don't we have some way we can get through here a little faster?" Like, Coleman, as he kind of sits there, kind of continuing to be rather nauseous and looking kind of green in the face, I guess the, the term goes. This place is not sitting well with Coleman? No, not at all. Uh, <clears throat> uh, says, I don't know how much faster I can move. This place makes me nauseous. I don't think the uh, summoned steeds would work well here either. Yeah, they what, disappear what, as soon as we get in a fight. Why not? Why? Why couldn't we summon them? Well, isn't this if we're going to encounter more monkeys? Quite dangerous. They they're not very. Last I I remember hearing, if someone so much as flicks them, they pretty much disappear. Yeah, but why why would we walk on foot until we get attacked? Why don't we ride on them until we get attacked? I guess we could, depending on I mean just the cost. It's free. It's extremely low level, yeah. and it's very trivial. Alright. Will they handle the ground okay? I guess if they can fly. They explicitly kind of... ignore rough terrain and they can fly if they check's high enough. Oh. Huh. Well, sure. Why not? It's almost like this library of rituals we've become enlightened with will aid us in some effort. <laughs> Brenda, stop trying to eat the trees. Goldbooks is down. Frowns. If we're not summoning the steeds, I'm getting on fly run. Oh, nobody wants that. I'll meet that. you there. Nobody <coughs> wants Flyvern here. Ren's not going to use one of the seats. He's using Tenebrae. You know, looking around at this what? place, I can almost believe that Flyvern came from here. Who's <laughs> Flyvern's home? There's his entire family. <laughs> his family. No, they're just giant maggots. It's his children. Oh. 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 That just got gross. I, w- I would vomit for... Um, says, I wouldn't be opposed to writing if... Master Ren is amenable. That's uh, fine. Are you amenable? I'm amenable. So, <clears throat> Ren will summon the Phantom Steeds. He says, I'm going to need a second, though. So, We'll guard you. Guard me. I don't want any monkeys jumping me along. No this. monkeys on your back. So, he does it. 
Anyone gonna help Doesn't out? sound like an explanation of what it looks like. Let's get an explanation. So, uh, as Ren... He doesn't even have to really concentrate a whole lot for this because he's done it a bunch of times. So as um, as he starts saying the words of the ritual, suddenly you see kind of from all around us, you can't hear them, but you can see uh, kind of ghostly... Uh, it's like fog coalescing. And the, you know... All of a sudden, there are horses there now that kind of are walking up to us, and when they out of the fog of the plague lands, yeah, and when they get up to us, they no longer look as if they are made out of mist, but look more like actual horses, horses. Mm-hmm. and you can actually touch them and stuff. Uh, so, what's your check for me? So, that's going is anyone to assisting him uh, in this? I'm assisting endeavor? by staying out of the way. Is, uh, yes. is Arcana is the only way we can assist this. Think so. Uh, I believe that is the case. Yes, Arcana is the only way to assist, and uh, which means at your guys' level, it requires a twenty-three. No. <laughs> oh wait, ten plus, plus half your level. Plus half your level. So nineteen. Yeah. So yes, what he said. I will stay out of the way. Nineteen. Not I. Said the stone man. I guess. Like, no one has Arcana trained anymore? <laughs> I thought, no. no. <laughs> Not at all. Well, luckily, I rolled a four, so that's a 24 Arcana. Wow. So it they, uh, it is high enough for them to ignore Be horses. Train. Yeah. So. Darn, no flying So horses. why did you do so poorly? Please. Everyone has a bad day. No, I'm Flavor it. I've seen you do amazing stuff before, so uh-huh. why this time go differently? Uh, because you guys weren't paying attention, and one of the monkeys came up and ran right past me and, and up caught me off guard. And as I uh, was you, saying you it, I said the wrong I said the wrong words, so they're not as fast and stuff as they could be. They're kind of a little bit crippled. They have crossed eyes, and their tongue is always hanging out. Yes, God. I like that deflection. Why did you do poorly? Because you guys weren't paying attention. Because <laughs> of you, stupid. All right. At first, I thought he was talking about me personally, and I was like, <laughs> "Roll it." Uh, it's random. Well, I meant that too. <laughs> the phantom. What's up with your dice, man? Why aren't you rolling? Well? What's wrong with you? The phantom seeds take to the train <laughs> like they've been running through the Plaguelands their entire lives, which they have been really since they. Uh, you know, Just coalesced kidding. out of thin air mere minutes ago, and running, uh, you know, over the kind of brambles and weird. The, remember how the ground is uh, shifting and moving constantly? Uh, I thought it was one of the prevalent features of this place. You know, you can see the trees ahead of you, where when in the distance, you know, they're like this, and then then they eventually kind of just swap positions, and the one that was on the left is now on the right, and just constantly disorienting. And Aurora and Zahar both having to stay on their sharpest at uh, navigating through this area to not get completely turned around as, you know, you feel like if you stood still for a long time, you could even have the things that are in front of you end up behind you. So, um... Well, wouldn't that solve our problem? No, I was going to say, maybe there? we could just stand still and we'll eventually be there. Fascinating. It's quite a gamble. <laughs> you could try. This actually, this, this interests Ren. It's kind of a fascinating thought. He doesn't really want to try that much, but he'd be interested to talk to someone that had tried it before. He will learn from others in this case. Anyway. 
traveling through the uh, the steeds. You know, their legs just shift effortlessly with the uh, with the terrain as they can move forward at full gallop, not uh, not getting hindered by the shifting at all. Tiny little gaps they're able to jump over, and you're able to make great speed through the plague lands. Despite your great speed, the plague lands are very this plague lands. Uh, it's a very large place, and you're finding that the directions you were given. Uh, while it sounded like, oh, then just, you know, move on until you get to the uh, big rock on the left. You know, it turns out that that's, you know, half the day just to get to between those two landmarks. And before long, you're finding that it is getting towards what would be the end of the day. And your energy is running low. Are we, is it taking that long because it's just <clears throat> such a huge distance? Or are we, does, is it are like we not able to... Are we not able to go as fast because we're tired or anything like that, or is it just distances? You find that the uh, the plague lands, you know, they they definitely um, they're oppressive. You know, uh, from every direction, you just you're breathing this plague air, and you know, it's just you can almost feel the the corrupted land here on your skin, and it definitely does make it more difficult to to press on. You know, with a great effort, you could perhaps. Um, but, you know, it is towards the end of the day here. It's not like it's getting darker, for it is uh, just wilderness in the Underdark. Hmm. Illuminated, as always. Uh, yes, that's right. This place, the Plaguelands are specifically um, It looks about as nauseous as I do. Yeah. Goldman continues to feel nauseous, and his nausea is, is kind of worsening to the point where he's feeling kind of a slight vertigo, like always just feeling a little bit dizzy. Kind of by the, uh, the effects that are surrounding them. He's glad to be on a horse. Not contact with the ground. Which is rare. Interesting. Yeah. Hugh can kind of... I mean, he's got fairly good senses, so, I mean, just being in this place is strange. I mean, occasionally you just go through a patch and the air feels sort of electrified. and But at the same time, like, your skin feels like it's sort of tingling. And you taste metal in the air, and then it's just gone, and then it's back again. And the whole place is confusing. It's, I mean, since everything is moving and changing, there are a few landmarks to sort of keep track of. It's like trying to navigate your way through a kaleidoscope. Yeah. Yeah. As it's turning. And you're turning. (laughs) You're turning as you turn. So are we stopping for the night then? Is that the plan? Or are we going on... I mean, um, well, it's been a long day. I'm a little what tired. Per, what percentage of the directions are we, for, are we through? You, uh, you know, you've gotten through... You, you've, you've crossed kind of three of the maybe seven landmarks given, but there's no distance between them. It could be... It could be that you're going to turn the corner and then it's uh, super quick to get to the next ones. It's such an unknown here that it's uh, difficult to tell. He didn't, well, didn't give any distances, and he said that was the nature of the place. Well, yeah. I want to be careful that we don't end up spending way too much time out here and not realizing it. Yeah. Well. Just because. Instance, but we must rest. Well, absolutely. But if it comes to the point where we've been out here for too long, I want to avoid spell scarification and also wasting time. Uh, perhaps. Would we be able to? We perhaps lure guys here. Would we be able to cast? a portal on the ground to then go to our planar pocket and sleep there for the night. 
You don't have any way of getting to Wait, the there's pocket. Brandy there are some rituals like that. We, says, I've heard a legend, but I can... We could get back to the ship, mm-hmm. but the problem is then we can't get so back. Uh, yeah. Yes, and uh, you so can teleport to permanent teleportation circles, but you would need to... Can't need to know the corpse so gate so ritual and leave a corpse here would be one from potential way. Blah. Is there some way we have a secure encampment? I mean, I could guess. I'd... Level 12. Um, Bernie says, I have heard tale of a ritual that could solve this problem for us. A chance to rest and prevent time from passing at such a hasty speed as our as our uh, <clears throat> objectives could elude us in the eight hours it would take for us to rest. It's called a solace bowl. Ooh. Brandis has traveled for a very long time with many a wizard. It definitely is. Solace bowl. Solace bowl? It's level 12. It costed roughly 500 GP. <laughs> I don't think we... Do we have that ability? Um, you and up to five other there creatures you designate small. within ten squares of you are transported to a sealed hollow the size of a comfortable room it's right there. within a magical tree in the Feywild. Does Brandis nice. say that? It was a gay wizard. The hollow has a glowing light you can control and is filled with sweet air. You can remain in within the bowl for up to twelve hours thereafter or only when you will it to be you and all the creatures in the ritual you took to the hollow with you are in the exact place you left. Only one hour of time has passed. What if all the world. what if all the land moves though, and then we end up back where we originally then were? Then the Solus Bowl will fill with plague land. <laughs> and we will become even more powerful. It's a win-win situation. Uh, I, what I what I mean is, we pop out of this thing. The land shifts Golden as we're gone, <laughs> even if it's just an hour, right? <laughs> Oh god. What was um, the name of this one? Are you okay, Colvin? Do you need, like, something? Like, solace. S-O-L-A-C-E. He says, I'm alright. And pukes one more time. You don't look alright. It makes me feel better. What are we eating for dinner? Uh. Whatever that was. I think potatoes and bananas. Um. Sorry, <laughs> I, I lost focus. Either way, either the land shifts a little bit while we're inside the bowl, or it shifts a little bit while we are waiting to be attacked by more monkeys on the surface of the plague lands in eight hours. I now. suppose. I, uh, I just don't want to lose ground because the ground left. I agree. But well, no, fine. No, we've way. already spent about ten minutes of what would be an hour uh, of time passing in the bowl. Ren, Thanks, yes. DM. Just joking what? around. Ren just thinks we should do it. Oh, I think Go we should, too. I just think we should be prepared for popping out and being in totally different locations. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure how that could be much worse than spending the night here. Right, so and it's are we really not lost right now? And it's a sealed room. Lost. Like, yeah. nothing can get no, out. we're totally sealed. I mean, you're never totally lost when I'm around. We're more lost. <laughs> what right, so, chuckles. Ren... <laughs> Ren does it. Hardy Ren. And right. as he does so... Very well. He hasn't done this one before. He's seen it, and he has read about it in the many books that he has read. But he's never actually done it. So, um... He's such a gatherer of this text of magic that he, like, writes it down and never even tries it. He's like, oh, I might need that someday. But yeah. he's got so many to do that he's just, like... 
haven't had time to even try this That's exactly what it is. He goes, that might be useful someday. I'd really like to play with that. And so he just has tons and tons and tons of volumes of this kind of stuff. Back at his house, he took some of the more pertinent ones with him. And he remembers some of them, too. Do you have to master them? Go, go, bag of holding. Study this for eight hours or something? Not Ren. Not me. Well, I did study it. I just didn't actually do it yet. Ren is like a, you know, is like a, a, a musician who sight reads. You know, it's like it's really difficult, but someone who's good enough, you know, you can read it for the first time and make it sound good. Bam. Mm-hmm. So um, that's a beautiful way of describing that. So as as Ren starts to cast the ritual, you, you feel a rumbling in the ground. Dang it! Identify rumbling. Dungeoning check. Rumbling makes the cold feel better, not worse. Dungeoning check of... Is it a rumbling or like a heaving? 40! In Brannis' memory... a heaving. Is Brannis' memory of the, uh... Of the Solus Bowl... Was this part of the ritual? (laughs) No. Brannis draws you shape. Uh... (coughs) Hugh tries to see if he can see the source of what's going on. What, Aurora? Aurora did that only better. What'd you do? (laughs) Dungeoneering check to see what's happening. What'd you roll? Bam! Aurora immediately recognizes this is, uh, this appears to be two things happening at once. It is like the rumbling of an earthquake, but also, uh, it's like the quaking of an earthquake, but also the rumbling of a large worm. Worm quake! She screams as if she knows Ah! what it is. <laughs> like a WYRM? A purple worm. They oh, no. move through the Underdark, creating... Uh, crap. I mean, Death and heaven. Most people they know of the purple worms of the Underdark. Yeah. Very few people have worm seen quake. them. Well, as soon as you say worm quake, Brandon says... But only he hears uh, not the right mood. He might hear uh, it. Are we running or fighting them? How about this one? Let's run. Where is this quake? Like, how far is it coming from? Can I tell where it's coming from with a 40? <laughs> or where it's at the center? Perception. At the it's center. 37. Identify at the center of seismic activity. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think Hugh <laughs> What did Hugh get? 37 perception. He's trying to see the source of this thing, if there's a chance we could run, or if it's too late, we're going to have to fight it off, whatever's coming. You can tell that uh, the cause of this rumbling, it, uh, the worm must be moving underneath the ground where you are fairly close to the surface based on how much is coming and it is uh, just coming towards you just almost right underneath you are you done casting the ritual yet? oh Cole uh. uh, wants to do a nature check to see how big uh, of, a, of a worm he can set it is a where is my nature? 27 yeah a 27 Cole he's trying to figure out uh, say how, yeah, how formidable how big of a worm are we talking uh, Coleman, he tries to tell, but, you know, the normal sorts of rumbling and everything seems to be exacerbated by the, <laughs> by the, the chaos of the, of the plague lands and what feels like a, just a bonafide earthquake happening at the same time as, uh, it's almost impossible for him to tell. Coleman, uh, gets kind of a wild-eyed look as, uh, he kind of begins to, to look around and all... Ways kind of looking very disoriented, still still sick, and goes over to to take uh, some sort of some cover, <clears throat> some yeah. cover by a, uh, a says, rolling rock. I mean, if you can tell which direction this thing is coming from, he's going to try and move so like 
perpendicular to it, so we're not going to get caught underneath it. Yes, yes, you do realize it is coming very quickly and threatens to uh, that the ground don't the get caught. The ground above it. feels like it threatens to split open and pull you in. Brandis, Brand. oh, uh, or Ren, both of you. Go, Brandis. We're off our horses, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's the question: of whether we need to move or go. Brandis is off his horse. Yeah, I figured you got off the horse while he's starting to cast the ritual. He uses a minor action, okay. but you can be on him if you want. Go ahead and says. I need to get off of this and um, to the ground. He's saying sounds like a pretty significant action. Flyvern summons Flyvern, which you can opt to summon it with you mounted. Describe what it looks like. Brandis, um, fly. So it's between his legs, and his legs is filled with giant stinky fly. Brandis um, <laughs> leaps into the air and throws it under him, and and as the you know as you look away and look back, he's already on Flyvern. And takes off, and you hear him um, struggling to control. At uh, least take, no, take no, Ren with you. At the same time, oh, Ren, uh, in an attempt to try to cause some kind of a diversion, uh, summons down a bolt of thunder, like 20 square, so a long ways off that way, in the opposite perpendicular direction to where we are going, to try to uh, get the worm to go over that way. And nice. as he calls down the thunder, he yells to Brandis, because he's a little irritated that Brandis just bailed, and says, Watch out for this! As it comes down. And that's uh, gonna be... <laughs> not there. Barrel roll. 37 arcane. You see a huge, you know, bolt of lightning uh, uh, hit the ground, which... You know, the light is very much just kind of a side effect of the thunder, which as it hits the ground, you feel now a third source of rumbling hit it as uh, as you see just a crack form in the ground. Clearly, whatever is happening in the ground here has weakened the structure and kind of the shifting ground has shifted open where the thunder was. And Aurora can tell that the worm seems to have slightly altered its path towards that direction. Uh, let's see, everyone else is up. Is Colvin okay? He's not throwing up anymore. Okay, well... <laughs> you guys, uh... She grabs a hold of Colvin's, like, arm and starts, like, pulling him away because she's worried that this guy is, like... He's hiding behind a rock. Yeah, he's hiding behind a rock. Okay. She is going to... You guys are basically in the path of the... Uh, okay. Yeah, she's... <laughs> How, like, wide is this? Yeah, that's a good question. How like, are we is talking, it? like, 10 feet, 100 feet? Can we drop... Can the worm it, itself drop could it? be maybe uh, maybe 20 feet uh, in diameter. Wow. In diameter? Okay. Ooh, okay. Huge monster. Moses. Um, okay. So, Aurora's going to try to find, identify, locate, and scramble up uh, a very uh, <laughs> steady rock. Possibly one that is a little more or a little less mutable, a little more steady than the other ones, and hopefully that will not be um, subject to this uh, schism opening up. That is a 42. And uh, so Aurora's helping helping Colin do this, right? Yeah, okay, so go ahead and describe how she kind of, you know, gets Colin and pushes him, you know, towards this rock. Uh, well, he's not doing too well, uh, and, uh, possibly he's concentrating on not puking. 
and possibly failing on that account. He's got some dizziness. The vertigo is still there. So she basically just kind of hooks her her hammer into like the the back of his armor, or maybe a crook in like whatever rocky crag she can go. And she just just dragging him physically up this rock with uh, all the strength she can manage. Ren <laughs> Ren yells to Aurora and Colvin and says, "No, wait, Colvin, come help me." He's not in any condition to help anybody. And he says, snap out of it! Alright, hits him! Snap out of it! Yes! And I I say to Colvin, or Ren says to Colvin, he says, Quigley, I need you to, um, turn this dirt or something. Can you make this into rocks or something under the ground? Can you, can you gather any of the, of the large, uh, stones or anything like that to form almost an underground wall of rock? Interesting proposition. What is Q doing in the meantime? As the you know worm is now its path is slightly away, but it's still you know threatening to go uh, to go under you. Uh, yes, Hugh is looking for. Apparently, he can sense that this is not just the worm. There's something else going on. So he's trying to look for stable ground. Um, so he's doing dungeoneering. The big rock that Aurora's on. Not particularly high. Uh, Eighteen. Over here. He's not that great with underground terrain. And he can't hear Aurora over there. So he's looking for underground. Noise. He's looking for some spot that looks like maybe it's not being affected by whatever's going on. He is fairly certain that there is a nice clear patch which he runs to as just then you see a crack. Huge oh, crack yeah. form as the worm passes by and the ground opens up directly underneath Hugh as he slips and manages to grab on to the edge, but he is dangling over the precipice. <laughs> Get him! Holy shit. As the rumbling continues throughout this area and you see more cracks in the landscape open up. Are you going to go get him? I guess so. Okay. What? Uh, (laughs) Colbin, who catches the butt of a hammer across his face to kind of like... Not a hammer! Snap him out of of like his (laughs) dizziness. Steel gauntlet. Less. less. Here's kind of Ren banging sides and like pointing at the ground and Colbin's able to understand what's going on, so takes a couple strides and then Jumps leaps the mightily in the air, landing with the impact of something about 200 times as big as him, which just compresses the earth and, like, whatever, just thickens the density of whatever earth is directly below Ren, hoping that it will play into some plan of Ren's. Athletics check. It's going to be 32 athletics. All right. Uh, and as Colvin does this, you can see that the land around, which is, you know, quaking and cracking, and even still, the, the mutable ground is just kind of sliding around like waves of, uh, of the ocean. The area around Colvin has become solid and unmoving, as even Ren just feels his, you know, his knees become less, um... Shaking. Less, less shaking to try to stand up straight, as for the first time in quite a while, feels like actually standing on, uh, on solid solid ground. How big of an area did this just do it? Uh, I'd say probably about 20 feet in diameter. 20 feet in diameter. Okay. Hugh is near, uh, is nearest to Aurora as she <coughs> sees him fall over the, uh, fall over the edge as they were standing together. Ah, Wilhelm scream? No, okay. I didn't completely lose my grip. I guess not. <laughs> Might Wilhelm scream in a minute, though. Oh, no, I won't let you. Don't worry. Uh, save me. It, at the very least, maybe to buy Brandon some time, I'll be gonna go down there, I guess, and get you. Uh, what? Uh, 
What kind of check do you need? What is she gonna do? Check? I mean, what's she gonna? Um, she can throw her hammer on her on her chain, and and then you can grab onto it, and she pull him up. Throw me a rope. He's okay. falling. Throw my hammer. No, not at him. Near him. No. If I, if, <laughs> I fail the check. Maybe he dies because I need help. But uh, <laughs> like religion, or for you doing you're, you're using your magic hammer. Chain I'm using thing. my magic hammer. Can I use religion for this? I, I need don't a pencil know. Totally. Yeah? For sure, why not? Okay. Yes, absolutely. Yes, divinely, I'm going to channel... That may be the broken one. We took the broken one Okay, um... Light of Bahamut. Magic Bahamut powers are 17. fucked up because... Because the spell plague is... is like a, It's like a big, huge storm that's messing up everything, including divine energy, and the, and the hammer just... Fizzles and doesn't even go anywhere. Which means she gets a seventeen. As she uh, as she tries, I mean, she has to you know get get near him, you know, towards the edge of the rock. Here, she finds that she loses her balance as the bit of the rock kind of quakes and opens up uh, uh, beneath her as well as the split ground starts uh, moves towards her as it's kind of uh, um, you know these these cracks in the landscape are opening up in almost a spiderweb pattern causing more and more of them to open as Aurora also uh, starts slipping down and uh, and falling down and, you know, with a shield attached to one arm, she uh, a heavy shield, she can't really use that arm to hold it up and the other arm's got her hammer and she's just having to use the crag hammer oh, to yeah, dig it's it a in crag. It's perfect to the edge. Um, Quick, into the crag. Into the crag. Scrambling, trying to get up. You know, you can describe what, what it's like. Um... Well, being oh god, um, into the void. Yeah, she uh, unable to hold up both her shield and her hammer. She does the only thing that she can do, and that's she lets her shield tumble into this vast, craggy wasteland below, into the into the depths. And you hear this kind of swing as it falls. And she brings her other arm up and grabs onto the hammer with both her hands and starts to try to pull herself up. Well, with that, uh, she is able to uh, she's able to get up easily um, with the with the hand free and seeing Hugh nearby. Uh, Brandis can see what's going on there as she gets up and looking down as the uh, as it falls and clangs down the edge. You can see that it has opened up into what seems like an endless chasm with uh, with a sort of purple fire raging and coming up as you start to feel heat coming up from the ground that uh, is strangely reminiscent of the large beast uh, the, the fire sort of a spell plague manifest oh, it's uh, <laughs> you know as it rages down below and is starting to become hotter and hotter as it both wants to burn you but also you know just to kind of eat wants away to corrupt your, you and just corrupt you, you eat away at your soul good times oh. Get out of there. Uh, Hugh thinks for a moment of the climbing kit in his pack, but knows there's no way at all to get it while he's dangling from a cliff by his fingertips. And so he just tries to pull himself up over the ledge. Athletics. Yay! Oh, that'll work. Uh, 32. And what is Brandis doing? Brandis um, sees that... Uh, where are you guys at? I am I'm trying to stabilize Ren platform of 
Salo, oh, okay. gotcha. Yeah, so you're, you're setting up a spot where that seems yeah. to be safe. Yeah. Brandis reels over. Who speaks giant? I speak giant. You probably speak giant. You speak giant? You're Goliath. Dwarven. Oh, gotcha. Dwarven. I speak giant. Hugh understands Brandis' curses as he yells at Flyver and Tim. Bank left! Um, you! You poo eater! Um, and uh, the translation doesn't and leans that way as he directs the uh, the flight path of uh, Flyvern right over your area and um, and uh, crop dust and and hits uh, and bangs on the the back of the head of Flyvern and says, "Go get them!" and uh, leaps off of uh, of Flyvern in um, in just a free fall straight down. He's like. 40, 50 feet up in the air, um, above you guys, land, uh, is, uh, going to land near you guys, sending Flyvern over to help the uh, the dwarf and the human. Ah, oh, with the ring of feather fall. You've seen, the you've seen uh, uh, Minority Report? He does this. Best, best fall ever. He does like, it's it's a free fall from a standing position. It's, it's quite, it's it's not great slow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and, uh, and he, try to describe it. And he um, lands right next to you guys, almost <laughs> destabilizing your... It does not really, uh, you know, help your concentration. It's like, we gotta keep this area closed. And then Branish just comes out of nowhere and lands in a huge stomp, sending Brand, uh, sending Flyvern over to uh, collect over, over you guys. He can collect one of you guys. He doesn't have the strength to, to get Well, that. you're still dangling. I think no, I'm I, on the I ledge got up. up. I got up. And you're, uh, you're up as well, right? Yes. But you guys are kind of near... Uh, yeah, we're still near the ledge, though. Uh, <laughs> just drag us away. Don't carry us. An athletics check to cover the distance, between, you know, letting Flyvern get closer to them without jumping off. Um, 32. Alright, as Brannis lands next to both Ren and Coleman, as you see that uh, three of you are safe, and then looking over, you see that Zahar, just out of nowhere, has just appeared from a shadow that you are standing next to you. Riding the worm! can clearly tell that uh, wherever he is, I mean, these Shadarkai, they just walk through the shadows, and he has managed to get onto the solid ground. He just looks to Colvin and says, nice trick. Colvin still looks a little queasy. <laughs> Where are Heptos? Heptos stay behind. Heptos stay behind. Yeah. And what about Dead Keeper? Keeper's here. Oh, that's right. Keeper's here. Somebody he's on, he's some, on the uh, rock. Someone give me a description of how Keeper gets there. Oh, sweet. Uh... Keeper is, I guess, of all of us, uh, is probably one that maybe seems a little bit most affected by the spell plague. It being kind of like uh, a corruption of the of the arcane energy in the area, and him being someone who's kind of at his at his core powered by kind of a uh, kind of perpetual arcane forces. He seems to have kind of become more more kind of influenced by kind of like a small burst of kind of fire from. The kind of like visible spots where, where arcane energy kind of fuels and, and continues to uh, kind of like power his life force, but this doesn't seem to be working against him. You know, Keeper for whatever reason, kind of maybe just his his strength of character or just kind of his his kind of heroic fortitude is able to uh, to to use this to kind of increase his rage and and increase kind of his 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 like uh, emotional co- kind of connection to the situation. So whereas he's usually very very reserved, you actually kind of see him kind of like uh, maybe raising his voice a little bit, and you, you see him kind of like just just charging through like the undulating waves, and as kind of like uh, like ground will break, 
you'd see him just like stomp it down, or whereas like kind of like something will form up or a rock uh, in front of him, he'll just like give it like a check and just kind of he's the one of all of us that is moving in the straight lines <laughs> directly towards where things need to be. Yeah. So as kind of the things destabilize and kind of waves start kind of going everywhere, he just like really just like crunches a, a, a path like through all these like uh, you know I guess undulating obstacles straight for our our uh, our, uh, our kind of stable spot in the middle of it all. As Flyburn flies over uh, towards Hugh to, uh, he just comes up right down next to Hugh where the Hugh gets up there, he can uh, get on it. Uh, Hugh looks to Aurora who is also standing near him and says, uh, I'm probably going to have an easier time moving over there than you because you're looking at you in your heavy, heavy armor. He says, take Flyburn, I'll catch up. No way! This thing can carry both of us. Uh, I don't think it can. Feel more quaking below you as you uh, as you debate over who it should be taken. Ren yells, "Get your asses over here!" Uh, Hugh says, "Take him," and he just starts running. Ah, uh, fine. Enough to be fast. Seventeen athletics. <laughs> He's about to get on. <laughs> She's like, oh. as Aurora looks. Over the edge of the precipice, as it just draws ever closer, as it starts to fall, you can see the tail end of what might be the worm burrowing towards where Ren had thunderbolted. As it seems to dive deeper, uh, deeper into the ground, as it stops creating this, you know, chasm behind it, and uh, seems to have escaped the scene. But the uh, but the energy around here is still strong. And as she looks down, she can see a, uh, a sparkle as. Um, yeah, just like a big diamond. As the shield, uh, as you can see, the shield fall down even further and further. And then, without warning, as she starts to get, or with some warning, scrambling she's on, at, as she's scrambling onto Flyburn, you see Nothing a personal. huge burst of energy come from the chasm. As you see the fire rage up, and uh, and a bright uh, silvery light shoots up out of the chasm. It does not remind you of the spell plague energy. Pushes uh, Hugh forward as he runs, and Flyvern, you know, just as it kind of pulls its wings to start flying, just gets launched into the air as if just the huge amount of force is coming out of this chasm. Can I identify it with a check? You can try. It is quite hectic. Oh. But absolutely. Or we'll make a, a, a glance. She'll glance and try to figure it out. Oh. A. Yeah, I guess a, a 24, I force, 24, I'm trying religion, because okay. it's silvery. 24. A uh, 24 religion check. Aurora finds that this energy that shoots up is now turning into kind of a bolt of, uh, a bolt of energy and spiraling around in the sky and, uh, and swirling around as it then comes straight towards her. Uh, That's no information trying, at all! She's trying to tell what it is. Um, but she can't, she doesn't know. Malicious? Ren, <clears throat> seeing all of this Delicious. happening, mm-hmm. and, you know, he has one plan, and then something happens, and then, so he has to go and formulate something else, and then something else happens, and, so he was about to go cast something else, and then he goes, hey, wait, that's, huh, whoa, and he attempts to identify the strange, silvery, swirly thing. And 25 Arcana. 25 Arcana as uh, 
as Flyverse is flying towards Brandis <laughs> almost on its own, Aurora has no idea how to control Holding the Holding on to the slightly awful hair from this thing. He's trying to shake you off. I mean, you yeah, were on I a train. It doesn't it, turn. It hates me. You're on a train and you have no idea where its rails are. It's just it's kind of moving along clearly what is its path. It seems to veer to the left a lot. This, uh, Love's left. this silvery bolt of energy that's leaving this long trail behind it is just coming straight after Aurora with uh, speed that is exceeding Flyvern as it is catching up to her. And as it gets closer, Ren, um, Ren can sense something familiar about the energy, that it is not something that is uh, unfamiliar to him, but he's... Uh, but it's strange and he's not sure what it is as Aurora draws closer and closer. Meanwhile, with Hughes, um, it was an athletics check, right? Yeah, it was. Uh, with the, actually, help of the blast of force coming out of the cracks, uh, Hughes kind of helped stumbling <laughs> forward as he runs towards the solid ground. It's kind of like running along with a car. It's less running and more trying to keep your feet under you. Yeah. <laughs> And Hugh is successful and manages to get to the solid ground uh, even before Flyvern gets there. And uh, as Aurora is the last one approaching getting to the solid ground here. Stupid Flyvern. I want I want Flyvern to veer away from you guys just in case the thing is a exploding Magic thing. Missile. You know? Yeah, it's like, if it follows me, maybe it won't attack you, but I don't think I can control Flyvern. I mean, she tries. She, like, hits it a couple times and, like, really just, like, pulls at its wings. It's, it's like just pissed at her now and is officially going to throw up on all her clothes. Ren, look, as, the, as they're watching this, and watching Aurora kind of zipping around here, Ren stops and looks over at Brandis for a moment and says, are you ever going to train that thing? I mean, honestly, man. It understands everything we say, but it, it doesn't care. It's like a cat. It won't listen to us. <laughs> At some point, I imagine if, if, if this continues, Flyvern just you know goes low to the ground and then just stops, and Aurora just keeps going. Splat. Little do we know that Flyvern is actually going in serpentine patterns to protect. To try to Aurora's avoid it. No one realizes. It's a super smart fly. These maneuvers. As the purple worm appears to move further and further away from you in uh, in the direction of the thunderbolt, or and past the thunderbolt, wherever it was going. The turbulence left behind starts to lessen as the uh, as the earthquakes start, uh, you know, becomes more and more calm as it then goes away. The cracks still in the ground, as you can see the heat coming out of them. But it would appear that the solid ground uh, formed by mostly solid around here, Colbin, uh, will be safe nice. for the duration. Nice. And as. Aurora, you know, is kind of tumbling on the ground as Flyvern had ejected her onto the solid ground. You can see the silver light come towards her, and then as it uh, as it looks like it's going to slam into her, um, what does she do? What is her reaction when she sees it coming towards her? Something about like this. Raising your shield. Oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> she, she has her hammer in one hand and her arm up, and she's, like, trying to, like... At least look like she's standing up. I she's can totally see that. I mean, raising your shield is reflexive. Yeah, I mean, she totally raises her arm like she's gonna block it, and then it's like, okay, here we go. We all realize. And as she does, it comes right towards, looking like it's just gonna blast right through uh, the center of her body, but it misses her narrowly. And as it misses her, you see that it starts circling around her and uh, extremely fast as it moves around her legs and then up towards the top of her body and just keep moving around as she just. 
uh, you know, has her arm up and it doesn't seem oh, to be where, touching how, what her. What size are we talking here? Like, it's moving so fast like right now. Basketball. It's moving so fast right now you can't oh, even tell. It's a blur it's of light? A blur of uh, what, silver light. Like, do we, yeah. when, when it's moving, do we hear, like, magical, like, you know, like a fireball, like, or is it like actually cutting through air, like we're hearing like air resistance, or like, like bells? You know what I mean? Or like fairy gibberish? Fairy yeah. Gibberish. Like, oh. what does it sound like? <laughs> um, it sounds. What does it sound? It's mostly silent. Yeah, I think if you if you were to hear anything, it, it's probably the uh, the sound of a of steel when it when it's first drawn out of a out of a sheath. Hmm. Oh, that's good. Just like it's kind of like metal twin. The kind of the t- the twang of metal just kind of. Brands is more at his ready now. Attack! <laughs> Sounds great. like steel being drawn. I, I would just attack. It's <laughs> constantly drawing steel. Get it? As Brandis kind of evaluates and looks, uh, it seems like trying to uh, swing at it would be extraordinarily hazardous. It's just please so don't close swing at me to Aurora that it is. Uh, you know, we had this conversation. Remember, just kind of maybe hold the blade in front and hope that it would run, run into it. it. <laughs> everyone Sparks. Would, ah! Everyone would believe I was trying to save her. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. Well, we're staying still. She doesn't want to move and uh, have like. What are you a... doing, Marv? Marv, what are you doing? It appears to be slowing down, but still moving around. The kind of it's just sort of fast pattern. History check. Or tries to slow it down. By the legends asking of asking for it to slow down. Please diplomatize it. Stop. Please. Hugh tries to get a closer look at what it is while it's still moving. It's kind of like when you you're like watching a bird. Like you just see a ton of birds, it's just like a blur. But occasionally you can kind of like pick one and just watch as it goes through the, all the other ones. It's a bird. It's clearly a bird. Uh, it's a flock of birds. Thirty-three. I did put bird seeds. As in he my looks clothes. at it closely, he uh, as it begins to slow down, he can make out a form in the front of this trail of uh, of silver light, and he can see that it is definitely a creature that is in it. In fact, he was even thinking bird, and as he looks at it more, as it is moving around and around, uh, it looks like not a bird, but more like a dragon. Oh, How big what? is this thing? Small, <laughs> very small. Colvin's still nauseous. <laughs> <laughs> like, Brand, the form of a dragon uh, just kind of, you know, in the front of this yeah. uh, of this bolt. Ren, uh... Dragon bolt. Dragon it bolt seems too. so familiar to him, he just can't put his finger on it. Um, decides to, you know, maybe it wasn't, oh, maybe it wasn't in one of my, in one of my magic texts. Maybe I saw it in a temple or in or in one of, uh, of a religious script of some sort and does a religion check of, and gets 27. Very insightful, as uh, as when Ren, you know, kind of just tries to uh, more, you know, yeah, draw upon the divine energy to to see what it is about it. He it finally dawns on him what is so familiar about uh, about it, and it's that the energy itself uh, is the same as far as he can tell as the energy that he has seen uh, Aurora wield time and time again in uh, in battle. Mm. At that, Ren kind of like whoa, and steps back a little bit and just figures this is uh, this is an Aurora thing. <laughs> I'm gonna just watch and see how this plays out for right now. 
Aurora is not comforted by his statement at yes. all. Everyone's like, well, yeah, this. He, he yeah. said, I mean, he says <laughs> that. He says, I mean, he, he says to her, he, said, he says, uh, this was, this speaks of Bahamut to me, and she's like, oh, yeah. And then kind of steps back. Okay. Brenda's, uh, she's like, still with his sword at the ready, he says, <clears throat> anything we should know, Aurora? As Ren says this, uh, you kill you know, Bahamut if we need when, to. when Ren suggests it, you know that hilarious it is, that it is Aurora's. You know, it seems like Aurora's own energy, the, the 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 same the same forces that she wields in combat. Aurora senses it as well, and you know, once it's suggested, in fact, it becomes obvious that this um, that this being, this thing that is circling around him, around her, is. Uh, is extremely familiar to her. It's as if it has been with her for years, and 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 she realizes that whatever this is does not feel hostile at all. And as it slows down more, she can start to see what Hugh could see as this uh, small figure of a dragon uh, slows down and then just starts hovering in like front a, of her, like a dragonling, like a dragonling, mm. looking at her like, as it glows with silver energy. Now, it's like spectrally. Yeah, it doesn't look solid. You can see through it. Kind of just looks like a spectral, um, sort of uh, dragonling made out of silver energy. Now that it's about how big it is. Like basketball or gerbil? Yeah, about that big. Basketball. Cat. Very large cat. But when it's flying very fast, it kind of you know, you know kind of the, the stream follows lengthens. it. Lengthens and. Uh, it's like okay. Doesn't seem to flap its wings while she, it's flying very she fast. Attempts she to address it bullet. so that it stops moving quite so much. What ho? <laughs> but she doesn't know what to say to it, so she just it's like settle down, <laughs> and it it doesn't respond at all. It just starts moving around. It's just again. it's just kind of like lazily, kind of doing this little like, you know, loop de loop around her, like it's just hanging out. She goes, okay. He was totally confused <laughs> and starts reaching for his bow. No, 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 no. I think and she says no. Try just like a little like non-damaging hit. It's a bow. <laughs> Why you can't punch me? What she's saying is, hand your bow to Brandis. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm not sure he knows how to not kill yeah. something. Ren takes so out his. It's pretty once. small. If I hit it with an arrow, that'll be like shooting you in the chest with a cat up like a spear. Ren takes. <laughs> Ren takes out his Clearly dagger, flips it around, person. and grabs the blade and goes. Thunk and hits it with the just kind of taps no, it me, with the me. with you me, goes yeah. thunk and tries to hit Aurora with the the handle of his and, of his dagger. I yeah. didn't try to hit it. No, 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 no. It, That's try, what I thought you meant. Too. Try, try to me. And I, it was I lucky can, that I you said that because I was going to hit it. and You were like me, and I was like, <laughs> hit you instead. Well, at, at, with what is it? The, like a little. I hit you with dagger. Like, the, the, the handle, handle of, a of a knife. Dagger. Okay, and as you try to to do that, immediately this uh, spectral creature Don't just kind of dagger. No, it, it doesn't eat it or anything. It just it it moves really quickly in front of it. it like it was a little blur, and you hear that kind of shing sound again, and it just pew flies back, and you have to go get it. Uh, Ren says, "Well, you, you guys get to do that next." Yeah. Time. 
No one else test that, please. You. <laughs> you. Because I don't think this is going to be a problem. It's new. But. Uh, that's great. You seem to have some friend, but what is it? As Ren is kind of, you know, she looking at it more closely. Um, <laughs> no Ren response. is, you know, he had, he had kind of done Narcana as he, as he just has more time around it. He can uh, realize what it is that is, you know, even more familiar. And it, it, it seems that this, that this being is, uh, uh, contains the very, you know, kind of arcane energy that was in Aurora's shield. It's like a phoenix reborn. Awesome. And if you had to guess, the chaos and, uh, and and energy of the spell plague reacted somehow with this shield uh, releasing pure energy. And this is a shield that Aurora had. I mean, she is not. She got this shield back in the Crater Ridge Mines when hunting the temple, the cult of the Temple of Elemental Evil, and she has not picked up a new shield in in those put many years. It has been. I wouldn't put it down. And uh, I mean, it has been years now, and. <laughs> So many battles fought, and so much of her own divine energy kind of channeled through this shield that it seems that um, that the very magic of the shield had, was, you know, was almost intertwined with her. And when it was released, it came to her and seems to have uh, an affinity towards her. And while not bound by a physical object, it seems that it has uh, that it is still wielded it's by her. Around. If Somewhat autonomously. Bren continues to I'm going to have check to this thing out something. and is super jealous. He wants a little bodyguard friend. Bren, this is a history check. It's a 20. Thinking of any stories he's heard or people he's traveled with. Any similar experiences. <laughs> Brennis has never seen this before. Quick, guys, everyone, throw all your weapons into this. makes up a story. Oh. Five times before the seven. I saw this already. Well, bluff check. All right. Ren says to Aurora, "How comfortable are you with Hugh shooting arrows at you as fast as he possibly can?" Not at all. I'm not comfortable and shooting arrows at you as fast as I can. And us attacking that, at the same time. Well, I'm. Let's test the metal of this thing. Must we? I don't think it's made of metal, actually. So this You're is your. You're right, Ren. Ren shakes his head. Gobanu is. Equally confused by all this going on, but more sick still, pukes again, and, <laughs> and looks towards uh, Ren as he finishes losing the rest of his previous lunch, and says, Man, "Can you, we go take a rest?" You eat more than I. Yes. Expected. Something that you've noticed about Colvin is he is <laughs> a lot of puke. taller than when you first met him, like three inches taller. I know he's six three. <laughs> And it, Everyone's just tall to me. That's uh, fine. Aurora didn't notice, but whoever is... You is definitely notices because you were a little bit shorter, and now you're a little bit taller. That's right. So, in the couple <laughs> months... Him specifically. The couple months uh, b- between uh, you guys going, uh, or kind of going back on, on your, your journey, and the uh, several months that you've spent with him, you notice that he is growing in size. Huh. Uh, huh. I hope he didn't grow because of the Strictly. spell plague, like Miracle Grow. I was going to say, I've heard of that Good. item that you described. What is it technically? For, uh, mechanically, uh, Aurora literally. has, uh, uh, has lost her previous shield and has gained a winged, winged shield. 
which is a small shield rather than a large shield. AC drops by one. Uh, but it oh, is a rare item. The first rare item of the campaign. The first! Very Unless cool. you count the Shetty, which is pretty damn rare. It's a but, artifact. Very rare. Uh, rare. They introduced a new rarity into the game. Uh, rare items. Typically you get uh, one per character per tier rather than one per level. Um, so they're typically things that kind of really define your character and uh, tend to be something that you end up having... You end up changing the build of your character around a rare item because they're so and defining. And so uh, the Winged Shield, you do not need to use your shield hand to wield it. It floats on its own. It frees up your hand to uh, dual wield or use it to hit your weapon. Oh, that's or, cool. Uh, Sweet. Uh, all sorts of things. It also has an immediate interrupt. A daily immediate interrupt that uh, gives you a plus two bonus to AC as an interrupt on an attack against you, and you get to spend a healing surge. So even if you're not oh, going to block cool. the attack, Ooh. it's just kind of a free uh, healing yeah. surge. That you I'm going to need those details. Yeah. Wow. That's. And they get to name it. Where is this? Is it What's that? under your control? I said roll or. Yeah, it's just up. I'll have to experiment just... with it. I couldn't tell you if I can. Well, all right. Attack Brandis! Nothing happens. So, Ren says to the group, because he heard Colvin say, can we rest? And he's still, I mean, <laughs> he'll call, he'll cast the ritual, uh, the solace bowl, and he, uh, but he's curious, I mean, how messed up is the landscape around us? Yeah, should we travel a bit? Is this the kind of thing where if we go into the bowl and we spend a while there for... Will it eventually shift back so that it's like... You can go ahead and travel an hour north uh, to get away from here if that's what you want. That's up to you. Although with this well, place... No. is this With like... everything shifting around, if we went and got into the bowl here, would, when we come out in an hour, will it have shifted back and now it looks like regular ground again? Is uh, it like taking your hand out of a pool? It's of water? possible. The land is kind of always moving around, you know. And the, over the course of an hour, it's not like it completely becomes well, unrecognizable. Are you asking like Colbin Solid Land or like our no? Location? I mean, like because we're basically the way I picture it, we are standing on an island in the middle of a crevasse field, and so I'm wondering if we go in and then come out, and an hour has passed here, if things have kind of shifted around so that now it's easier to pass. And I vote that we just do that anyways, because if we're going to have to travel an hour north to get somewhere, we might as well get rested first, and then we can travel an hour north to get around this thing. If you're explaining this to Colbin, he's just, like, nodding. He, like, doesn't even know. He's, like, he wouldn't do... Yeah. Whatever. So he really quick says, good, good, <laughs> yeah. good, good. So then Ren begins to cast the ritual. And as he casts the ritual, um, once again... Uh, suddenly you see kind of around you what seems to be there's there's it's like there's rocks appearing kind of in the in like there's like the haze and um, as you kind of look around you can't when you look somewhere you don't see like rock or like the side of a, of a wall or anything like that but in the corner of your eye you see it so you look there and there's nothing there but then you can see it over here and as you keep doing it, things become more and more and more until eventually you're totally sealed in in a little hollow that sits right on top of the island that Colvin made. It's all it's filled uh, cool. with well, silvery light. Well, transported away, but the Yes. Well, yeah, but we yeah. have... Yeah. That's how it Are goes. we transported or we, is something we enter? There's the flavor. That's what I was oh, Right. Okay. 
Cool. Inside Ooh, this little place, you find that it is uh, the oppressive effects of the plague lands have, you know, kind of lifted from you. And in this air, in this place, you are it is feels like fresh air, and that you can breathe and relax, and it is uh, it's quite nice. Colbin lays down flat on the ground and immediately falls asleep. Like he's snoring in like thirty seconds. Rum, rumbly <laughs> snoring. Exhausted. Kind of shakes an entire building. That's uh, it's pretty much the extent of the volume. <laughs> and as he sit, he lies there, he looks extremely content because all the the dizziness, all the nausea, all the kind of like the racing, kind of pulsing energy that's been like going through his body. It's really unnatural kind of speed has just lessened. It's like all the anxiety and stress and everything just like, whew, gone in an instant. And he's happy to throw himself down and take a little snooze. Or is excitedly showing Keeper the dragonling. He says, look! Look what I've got! <laughs> what does Keeper say? Hmm? What does he say? I don't know. What does he say? I think... If anything, he's just going to be confused about it. I'm going to have a conversation with myself, which is weird. But Do it. No. Okay. <laughs> he, he just kind of nods at it, you know, as in, as in yes, that's, that's a nice dragon lane you've got there. Okay. <laughs> How does Keeper react to being out of the spell plague now that he's not all spell-charged? He, um... You know, he seems kind of comfortable. It was, all, it was a pretty stressful, you know, little moment there. And, you know, Aurora looked like she had almost fallen over the edge. And uh, he seems to be happy to have just kind of a moment to... Um, I mean, seems to be happy. It's pretty hard to read Keeper, uh, typically. But as he kind of... He just kind of sits there and almost like Colbin, he just... He, he just says, he says, rest would be good. Hugh is, I mean, he just, it's a giant worm, and the earth is falling apart, and all kinds of crazy stuff happening, and it's just like, okay, let's sleep. So. Yeah, Francis, Francis <laughs> talking more about it, he's like, you were hanging over the edge, and you just dropped your shield, like, what if you had needed it, like, what if you climb back up, and then the purple worm was there, like, do you have a second one? I mean, is it. She does actually have I, that I water have, one. I do have the water the one. one. Yeah. I mean, it's like you you can't uh, you can't really in a moment like that imagine the future when you're dangling over over death precipice. I mean, you do what you have to do, I guess, to survive. And I would never, ever, ever drop my hammer. So worked out though. Yeah, Francis certainly. I can't ride it though. You've got Flyvern. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty great. So I don't know. Hugh, hearing that okay, now we get to sit here for twelve hours is like now he's suddenly antsy. For yeah. Some <laughs> well, we're also trapped in here. The yes. worst possible spar, situation. Go and sit here for twelve hours in this little room. Room speed, um, man. Oh no, he's. I mean, he's like okay. So what are we gonna do? Cute. 
He's just kind of like talking, and what are we going to do when we find these people, or what do we know about them, and... The Spell Plague people? Yeah, just thinking, I don't know. He's just sort of thinking out loud, thinking about plans, how things, how's this going to work, how are we going to get there. Is that your way of calming down? Uh, sort of, it's sort of... Or are you working yourself up again? You just mean they're going to attack you? He's just thinking. Okay. Right. I don't know. Well, we're to know whether or not to interrupt him, so she's always trying to decide: is it making the situation worse or better? Like, no, I guess he uses it kind of distract himself. Ah. Right, says, I'm assuming then they're going to be trouble. We're, we're going after like the crazy. Oh, do you think ones. there'll be trouble? Um, well, crazy it's not spell like, plague monster men. We're not coming out. The, the people that you know refer us out here aren't saying like, "Oh, they're all bad guys." I'm pretty sure they said that dumb. exactly. <laughs> you know? I mean, are they insane? Can we think about dealing with them, or is this pretty much going to be who, who a hunt and kill? Who referred us over here? Yeah, I think it was blue fire people. Well, crazy man, technically, the but we're trying to protect these guys. Is like, hey, you want to find out what's going on? He didn't say, "Hey, go wipe out the people that we're trying to protect." Like. I don't even necessarily say go wipe them out. I thought it was they're probably the ones you're looking for. Yeah. But uh I guess it depends on how crazy is crazy. It's not so like he was crazy like, they're the lost guy. to us, you must cull them. Yeah, but he also yeah. didn't say, Please don't hurt them, they're just lost souls. Yeah, it's um I say we just you know, caution. Well based if if they are connected to the people that attacked us while we were investigating the corpse, um they're not just Insane. No, they're being controlled. That, that many people do not have the same crazy dream. Yeah. Or so um, brain aneurysm. We, we or can't. You know. I mean, not not that I have any constructive ideas, but it's kind of like they're either going to ambush us, you know, out of nowhere, or they're going to invite us in and serve us poisoned food, which we seem to have a weakness for. <laughs> so well, it always does seem to show up again. When you have a constitution like mine, it's just, it's almost rude not to eat the poison. We should make sure to keep an eye out for any kind of mind control effects going on. Because there was that whole, I don't know, I'm still wondering about the whole throne of Omanon, what its part in is all of this. Yes, we don't know much about this throne. Arath came down is. here to get it, and somehow that helped him get a limitless supply of followers... And now we're encountering people who are under mind control. So maybe there's a relation, maybe it's coincidence, I don't know. But something to keep an eye open on. Because it's like, someone might have taken your priceless artifact, and they say, what priceless artifact? Yeah. So That's true. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the response we're getting, is that doesn't exist. And it's like, well, if it doesn't exist, then you wouldn't mind if a crazy guy stole it, right? Because that's what happened. Is Rath <laughs> really crazy? There was that whole puppet doll, which I still um, didn't get a straight I, answer on I, I, the last would, time we saw him. Would you really expect him to give you a straight answer with that? No, he was sort of monologuing he's at the, the time. He's in the category Shut of, up, like, like, crazy. <laughs> not, like, insane, but, like, not doing reasonable things. Because what he's trying to do is get the crown, which will destroy everything. Well, he wants so, the crown to work. He's got it. Well, like, uh, yeah, he doesn't really I don't know that he well. really wants to destroy everything. I think well, he wants the, the crown for the knowledge. But that's the thing. He doesn't... He's doing something that's going to end... It's like... Me saying when I detonate this like doomsday device, I will learn everything about the universe. You would say you're crazy. Yes, I'd say that. Yeah, I yes. He maybe would. he thinks he can control it and not destroy the world or something or like because it sounded like you yeah. use it and you destroy some from the time stream, but then 
You can protect. Hey, maybe if he thinks he can plan it in such a way that it won't destroy everything, and from, just from the shit that he was talking about on deck, he was sounding like he thought this was going to be for the overall good, the greater good. His, yeah, his greater good. The way he talks about it is not, you know, he's not full on. Worth the price. I'm the bad guy, and Worth I'm going to kill everybody. Worth the price is everybody. what he's been talking about. Exactly. Recently. So Har just says, in my book, that's crazy. I agree. I'm. Yeah, let's listen. Zahar, man. He then kind of forgets that they not necessarily haven't told Zahar or Colbin about everything that's been going on. Zahar, and that they're there sitting there. Zahar was laying down. He looked like he was asleep when he just said that. Colbin has no idea what's going on. <laughs> he is actually sleeping. Speaking of which, roll history check. Just Aurora? Yes, just Aurora. Um, my history check is a 24. Colbin is talking in his sleep. In this kind of like rhythmic, kind of like almost it sounds to the three of you guys, it sounds repetitive. So, Ren, what's your deal with languages? Because you always understand languages that are being said, or what, what's uh, what's up? That was a ritual he could read languages. Okay, so, and the three of you guys and Zahar can't understand what, what's being said, but it just kind of sounds like this kind of a little bit like a, a repeating kind of uh, kind of record, kind of just a, a, a repeating a set of uh. On syllables mantra? to you you recognize it as an actual chant it is dwarven that he's speaking but oh. a very ancient form of dwarven wow. one that has not been spoken in many years and you only recognize it from texts that you've read in your your never study. heard it spoken never heard it spoken this is from wow. your 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 scholarly days in the uh whatever with the t- the tutors that taught you deep speech kind of had like whatever a couple pages Oceans. exactly that that person and you recognize this as an old, uh, an old forged chant. For 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 millennia, the dwarves have used certain chants as they worked at their forges, kind of keeping rhythm with their hammers. And these 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 chants were as important to crafting as almost the materials themselves. And it is known that in ancient times, these chants that they that they uh, that they used themselves had had power to infuse. Strength and, and resilience in the materials that they were crafting, and Ooh. you said this is something that you you're not only surprised to hear the language, you're surprised to kind of hear the words that are being said, and you are baffled oh, by Colvin of all people. Yeah, baffled by beyond beyond a description as to how Colvin may may know this. Baffled, baffled, <laughs> and this kind of begins to go along. She gets really excited. She the just tone of the voice that he's, that he's that he's speaking in is lower than his normal speaking voice. It is very deep and very strong and very regular. And he continues to snooze, looking very restful, I might add. She watches him for quite some time, which is a little bit weird. You know, she's basically staring at Colby while he's sleeping. Continues for, I'd say, at least an, <laughs> a, at least an hour before he kind of goes back into a, a more restful slumber. Well, she kind of makes a mental kind of, you know, Recording of it, kind of in your mind, you know, memorizes it. Brenda's resolving to follow up with it later when he's not asleep or vomiting. Yeah, Brenda's um hears Colbin making noise. Hears it some sort of language, some sort of repetitive chant thing. Sees the rock paying attention, and then goes, "I just saw a shield turn into a dragon." <laughs> <laughs> I, I got time for this. It's very, it's very mundane. Puts on his reading glasses, gets back to his little book. My memoirs. It's always the same page. He just rips it out and writes it in one. 
Does Aurora sleep? You mean, does she ever sleep? Yes. Does she sleep tonight? Um, she can't because this, she hasn't figured out how to turn the dragon off yet. So it's just kind of like... What happens when she lays down? Does it like crawl underneath her or no. something? Or is it... No, no, it just, it's, just trying to, it's just trying to stay nearby. Um, as her energy level drops, its, it's movement seems to drop, but it's never quite going away. Until eventually it just kind of hovers, you know, maybe like slightly over like the left, behind the right shoulder. So it's like partially transparent and everything, but mm-hmm. it never goes, it's not like you summon it and unsummon it kind of thing. It's always around. It hasn't left yet. It's not going to be totally useful to have a floating dragon around you all the time. I can see times when that would be a little bit extra conspicuous. Mm-hmm. So. We're normal. I'm a farmer! I don't believe you. <laughs> I'm a farmer! You're <laughs> a land speculator. Yeah. Yes, you're doing agricultural research. Best No, land. you're not. Nope. You got Damn us. Damn it. <laughs> now, I think Bless from now will have to involve... We are adventurers... On some unrelated quest, what we're actually here for. We're so adventurous. <laughs> yes, we're totally adventurers. Mm-hmm. We're disorganized adventurers. Not a lie. Alright. So, yeah, she, she just basically is lying there with this thing hovering. And she's just trying to. Actually, she's trying to come up with a name for it. Because once it's got a face, it needs a name. Aurora. That's the rule. No. Would it be sacrilegious just to call it Bahamut? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is a tiny Aurora. silver dragon I call this thing. Jesus, Aurora. <laughs> I love that. Aurora is not offended right, by Hugh's question at all. I don't know. She I just mean... she just responds very plainly and simply, like, yeah. Is that I don't know? Is that a feature of the world? Do people name like their children? Like, I'm going to name him Morden after the dwarven god. Well, they, because they I respect de- the dwarven god. They definitely ne- like middle name though. You would never be so presumptuous as to make your first name Morden. Everyone looks at her and they don't get the joke. <laughs> it's a dwarven joke. But. <laughs> so now then, she okay. enjoys it in dwarven fashion. What's her drinking like these days? It's been a long time since I've really investigated. She used to be drunk all the time. Yeah, she used to be. She sobered up at post post Arathis. Can't believe what? I haven't brought this up earlier. She's not teetotaling or anything, but hugely disappointed. She's what? she's not carrying around a no ale flask anymore. No, no ale flask. Shit! Wow. I feel, I feel really irresponsible for having gone this long without asking. It happened a lot in the road, too. Yeah, he's like. Let's keep it in character. Uh, who was who still? It awake happened here? a lot a long time ago. It's true. But uh, Colvin's asleep. It's irresponsible. Yeah, to be drunk all the time. And you can't be a very good justice here if you're drunk on the job. Even if you're a dwarf. You know. Zahar just still seems like he's been asleep for an hour and he just speaks. I've seen some who would prove you wrong. Amazing. This is in the peanut gallery. It is. He keeps a closer eye on Zahar because he doesn't like the idea of someone seeming asleep but they're actually not. <laughs> I think he's actually asleep and awake. On the he side really looks asleep. Like, That's he's the he's resting. He's resting. He's, he's recuperating. On, on the outside of the spectrum, Brandis is sitting in a chair, seeming to attend to uh, some of his gear, specifically one of his gauntlets that is tightening the, uh, the straps on it, and Hugh notices that he has fallen asleep. <laughs> so up. he's doing sitting something down. while asleep? 
Is he no, still not. moving? <laughs> no, he was like this, and then just kind of cocked down. Awesome. Dude, if you repaired your Draw something on his face. No. I didn't say that. You what are you talking about? Is it perfectly ready? And you're like, what was I doing with <clears> it? <throat> Ren has learned with this group that it's a lazy night. night. When you are given the opportunity to rest in a safe environment, it's generally best to do it because you don't know when it's going to happen again. So, rather than going over books and scrolls and thinking of cool new potions he can brew and stuff like that, he decides to instead just lay down and go to sleep for the time being. Because he's kind of tired. So he goes to sleep. Hmm. Not that exciting. Alright. So everyone, you can end the ritual at any time you want. Uh, it's certainly been enough time to uh, to kind of sleep and get your energy back from uh, the uh, oppressiveness of that spell plague. Or the plague lands, rather. <laughs> yes. So, um, you know. Colin wakes up refreshed. Yeah. You're choosing not to take an extended rest, I assume. No. I thought I, we have to I, do. No. I don't want to. Wait, was that a combat thing, or can we? We, we you can. have been you to. Can. I think. Oh, I thought we had to go another combat. Yeah, I'm an idiot. I keep forgetting yeah, our own rules. Uh, we can. keep forgetting our own rules. Don't okay? taunt us. Pretend extended rest. Colvin, it feels very refreshed. And uh, ask Ren if he can maybe summon some flying seeds. He says. Uh, he says the the earth here is is making me feel very sick. And yeah, I. The more I'm in Maybe contact with put it. put on shoes. Yeah, after last time, being off the ground would be great. I mean, I'll help if you think it will help, but I just don't want to get in the way. Colvin uh, looks at Aurora and says, I haven't worn shoes in a little while. It's a great idea. Do you have any? And then he starts looking at people's feet. Yes, we're all and wearing then shoes. Sad again. No, no, no. I'll I'll <laughs> come up with something. The size. What are you looking for? Um, if we get some some big strips of leather or something. Either. From one of our bags, or you can cast oh, a different ritual. Ritual. You could wrap them around your feet and Where's tie them. Where's the flying eagle one? I want to wrap. All right, we're gonna look through the document yet. Tearing one of her bag, one of her many bags. Uh, <laughs> it used to have a lot of ale in it, so it smells a little of ale. I looked a little bit. It's not a problem. She hands them to him and says, "Wrap them around thy feet." Hugh uh, puts a good wrap on. Excellent. You get some potatoes and some bananas Don't and some of the water. Shoes. All the things from their endless food supplies. It <gasps> makes a nice sort of mash uh, stuff and eats it. Dude. Coleman joins him because he is very hungry after having forfeited all the food that he ate the previous potato day. Potato banana water. And stocks up on some... It's like cream. soup, almost. <laughs> Should we summon some uh, steeds to press on? Indeed. Steed man. Ren is... Uh, he doesn't respond as he appears to be flipping through his uh, ritual book. That's exactly what he's doing. He says, does anyone remember the name of the ritual in which you no. can summon steeds? Eagles or something? I seem to remember something Yes. Like that. It's called idea. Summon Eagles. Yeah, thanks. Oh. Is it under travel? Creation. Once we get used to these rituals, I'm sure he it He hasn't even read be. through them. <laughs> Whatever. Right. I can post them on the forum. Eagles flight. Mm-hmm. Call. I hate you. <laughs> what level is it? Ten. So, <laughs> could have been doing it all here. 
<laughs> Eagles are better ass. What are the um? What are the? What level is the horses one? Well, that seems it doesn't have to be described as a separate ritual. I mean, I it could do. be the fact that he's you know, kind of augmenting this previous ritual and <laughs> applying more energy and doing such Because you seem to shoot Um. Uh, it worked. Okay, so. Ren says, how about we conjure some eagles then and ride those instead of our steeds? I thought okay. Colvin was a little bit nervous about being too far away from the earth, so I wanted to keep him kind of closer, but now that I know he wants to get far away from this stuff, I'm more than willing to take to the skies. He says, thank the you. The skies of the Underdark. Yeah. He says, thank you. How high pass through this area is this quickly. We will not, uh, he says, I can uh, avoid some of the worst effects. So, Ren will go ahead and do that. And in the same fashion, when Ren, very sweet, um, when Ren conjured the phantom seeds, uh, we're not inside the. So we're exiting. So you're exiting the solace bowl. Yeah, but you are inside it. Well, we have to summon it outside. Ren says. Let's not summon a bunch of huge eagles inside <laughs> in this our, little tiny room. That probably wouldn't go real well. Let's go outside first. Is everybody ready? Anyone want some potato banana mash? I'll, I already had my. I'll pass. It looks like it's already been. It's pretty good. Enjoyed. Banana meal. No, it sounds delicious. Almost right now. I actually want to try to make some. Do it. Mashed potatoes. Right, come on, and bananas. Got, guys. Come on. Okay, so we leave the thing. Is everyone okay with that? Yep. Ren, as the uh, you know, as the bowl kind of deteriorates <laughs> around you, as you uh, effectively emerge from it, you find that the uh, solid ground from before has become loose once again and appears to be kind of moving like a sea beneath you. And you can still see where the cracks were. <coughs> what now out here was you know an hour ago. Uh, Many of them still have um, cracks that you can kind of see through, but the glow of the fire from below isn't as much there as it appears that uh, much of the land here has kind of just shifted and, and closed up uh, those cracks. You can just hop over them now. So, Ren uh, begins to uh, channel, or begins trying to cast this ritual... And as he does so, he finds he's having a fairly difficult time doing it. And for whatever reason, he's just not able to... Maybe it's because we're in the Underdark, or for whatever reason, it's just he's not able to um, contact the Eagle Spirits to come down and and assist them. And he says to, to Hugh, he says, Perhaps your affinity with, the nat- with nature will... Uh, will serve to uh, help you commune with the spirits better than I. Or better than myself. Uh, Alright, I'll see what I can do. It's a nature check. Alright. <laughs> you want Let's some see. assistance? Maybe sure. we can drag some creatures out of the Feywild. Sure. Because we are where we were this is you. in the Feywild. Marinus just like old stuff. <laughs> like his cape uh, so I'm doing the check then? Yeah, you're doing the check. Alright. Uh, so while uh, Ren is sort of doing the arcane components of it, Hugh is sort of supplying the, I guess you could say the shape and the form oh. that these spirits will take. 
He's kind of doing the the call, and he's doing the kind of like okay. He's thinking of all the eagles he's seen before, like from the golden eagles, giant uh, giant wingspan to kind of ravens. So the birds that end up getting formed are not exactly like any specific bird you've seen. They're kind it's of like an amalgam bird. of of a it's wide variety bird. of birds because you couldn't really keep his mind kept wandering from one bird type to another as he was thinking bit. of these. Ugh. Actually, they do have waddles. <laughs> Stripes. And huge claws and giant wings. It's the every bird. It's the every bird. And so he gets Paradise. a uh, twenty-seven nature. And you assisted. Yes. And I assisted, which will bump us to thirty-one. So that gives us a speed of twelve and overland flight twenty. Nice. So the bird's going to walk at 12? No, no, flies at 12. Speed of 12. And then overland, overland flight at 12. What's overland flight? That's like over the course of days. Yeah. Oh. When you're looking at on a map. Gotcha. Uh, you, would not, you would not use the overland flight in a place like this because it's... Uh, Too it's, weird? Yeah, traveling shorter distances. Overland flight is basically... Overland means uh, completely unrestricted. You know, horses along roads, you know, they're overland. I gotcha. So. <laughs> Could we... Uh, <laughs> He's a little unfamiliar with this particular one. He doesn't know if we've summoned this. Do these ones work in a fight or no? Uh, no. No? No. If they get hit, Same they, thing? If they get hit, they descend down and, and then we off, descend. And then fly away. No, that's really good. Yeah, the, yeah you, it doesn't pop and then... Disappear? House ruling that? No, I'm positive. That's what the ritual says. It says that you can... They take a negative... You can ride them in combat, though. And yeah, take said, a negative I said four. if they get hit, they descend down and fly away. If an eagle is hit by attack, it descends to a solid surface to jump off the creature, okay. carries it, and it flies away. Okay. So not impossible, but... Yeah. Huh? It's like the Phantom Didn't you ask if you could use them in combat? Yeah, they're not yeah that's what I was combat. asking. You can yeah. use them in combat, but if they get hit, then... Well, they don't they magically disappear when I say roll initiative. No, and, you take a, and you take a negative four, or you take a minus four to attacks. Well, so for all intents and purposes, no. You yeah. don't want to be... In my book, that means you can't fight. use them in combat. <laughs> okay. But yes, you can mechanically be riding them when you roll initiative. Okay. If that's what uh, you mean. <laughs> well, great. It's, it's exactly like the Phantom Steve. Oh, boy. Cool. You Except have a it doesn't just disappear in midair and Hugh. make you crash. Um, huh? She just points at the, the bird and is like, This is what you came up with, huh? You know, I kept thinking, one, uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Golden steps onto the ground. <laughs> Any bird I'd come up with would be. Feeling a little bit better because he has his new leather wraps and saddles up on a bird. Alright. Like, uh, what do they look like, you know, when they come? Did you describe it? They let us yeah, them. it's sort of a cross between a sparrow, a turkey, and an eagle. Alright. <laughs> the worst of all the eagle! A spurgle! A spurkle. Its feathers are patchy at best. <laughs> looks like it's constantly molting. It is constantly molting. <laughs> All right, it's appropriate for the plug lands. Yes, <laughs> it has big black eyes. All right, and come on. So, eyes. you guys are yeah. setting forth. Uh, yeah, towards the next adventure of many waypoints. Oh boy, it's a lot quicker flying. Yeah, a lot less nauseating. And better than walking. In some ways it's less nauseating, but in other ways as you look down at the ground and see it kind of moving it's around, around it's, just, it's all the 
it's it's hard to you know kind of as when you are walking you know you really got to pay attention or always got to use her internal uh, compass to um, to make sure she knows where she's going and sometimes even that gets thrown off and she has to look at other things and then recalibrate herself and um, to keep navigating uh, furthermore you have to fly uh, somewhat close to the ground you know because you got to be watching for the landmarks which so far have been you know fairly subtle that uh, that were described. They appear to have some sort of system of uh, kind of navigating through here for the landmarks that they're giving don't seem to change significantly. You know, everything seems that's to keep its basic nature, uh, although they shift slightly, you know, and that's why a lot of the directions are kind of, you might see this here, you might see that there, and that's what you're looking for. Or maybe one of them are just like caught in like an eddy. It's almost like it's just going in circles. Yeah. It's in the same area, but... <laughs> it's, it's you see the boat stuck in the whirlpool. Yeah. Just circling forever. How much That's farther? Better. What are our what are our final waypoints? As you move from them, you see another one of the landmarks, which is what? It is a it is a, a rock that is looks like looks like a small volcano. It's kind of, kind of like the a uh, I guess like kind of a, a mound that has the top kind of that has yeah it's like it's like a, a hill with a sinkhole in the top and you see it kind of like perpetually kind of crumbling inward as it as it's pushed up in what looks like some sort of kind of like fast motion kind of like small scale tectonic uh, sinkhole it's a very interesting and unmistakable feature which is why it was used for uh, such a uh, a distinguishable waypoint indeed. And then as you fly further... Another waypoint? Another waypoint. This looks like what? Another waypoint is a giant uh, underdark mushroom. Whoa! Um, except this one is... It is constantly growing and shrinking and also changing colors. So it's getting very, very huge till it like almost like overgrows like the area around it. And then very slowly shrinks back down to just, like, a mushroom. But it does all of this in, like, maybe a minute, growing very, very large to very, very small again. Hmm. All the while, it's, like, pulsating different uh, colors with sort of a blue burning fire. Hmm. One side of the mushroom makes you think. <laughs> That's totally what I was thinking, too. And there's a caterpillar component. And as you continue to fly along and see these, Aurora gets the feeling that you guys have been turned around. Uh, that, you know, as you've flown, not like you're going the wrong direction, you're clearly yeah. still following the directions, but it seems like you've kind of gone in this weird sort of pattern, and you're kind of backtracking towards a different area where you were. Uh, it's strange, but it's not that much stranger than the entire world you're seeing before you in this uh, strange uh, place here. Yeah. And then as you continue to move, the... Uh, you realize you enter uh, kind of a, a sort of like the forest that you had uh, you had entered earlier. Another sort of change in the landscape. This corrupted land that looks like what? Um, bodies. Good. Looks like bodies. Good. Um, the uh, little cult. Um. Is a small offshoot of the uh, Order of uh, Blue Flame. Furnace tells the story. Um, its followers come out at here to earn a spell scar and then sacrifice themselves. Oh, weird. Their figures, when they die on the ground, 
they, you know, they slowly decompose everything, but it stains the uh, the earth with an unusual taint um, of of the unholy aura of uh, dark gods mixed with spell scar energy. It's like that's so the chalk outlines. It's just a ton <laughs> of. Black smudges. Smudges and, and oh, vaguely look like bodies. Cleaner. Are there so many that they kind of like overlap? No, that, it's all, all, well, part of it is, is, is it like no, radiating all, out in a pattern. They're all separated. Hmm. Well, I can see like the bodies would decompose naturally because if they come here specifically to get spell scars, it must mean it's really, really screwed up here. Oh boy. The, um, <coughs> kind of organize like the spots on Dalmatian where they're all kind of Space out, but they're shaped like bodies. Creepy. Oh, Body camera. <laughs> and as you pass this, you're reminded of the spell scars. You've been, uh, you know, the people that have come here. As you feel, as uh, as Dan described, that the it's you know it is kind of extra strong here. As it you kind of feel it moving on your body, and you realize that you know it is your own endurance that is kind of stopping this plague from entering your body. Perhaps a weaker individual would... Perhaps a weaker or willing individual yeah. were to... Uh, uh, invited. You know, would invite the, uh, the, the plague in could, um, could gain a spell scar during this very travel. If they survived. And if they were listening to what I said. Dun, That's a no. Dun, dun. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> I was saying something for your benefit. Jesus. It was so, the how to survive in the spell plague. We all know. We can't tell you. Um, I was just saying that uh, with the spell plague pressing in on your own, um, pressing in on your own bodies, you guys are strong enough <clears throat> to resist this the plague land so far. You know, as you can kind of feel it moving in, feel what you know what feels like. Like gashes and deterioration of your own uh, body trying to be formed, but you are strong enough to resist it. Uh, but it is something that you could uh, invite in if you were to uh, like these people that you if have you were heard so of. Inclined. If you were so inclined, like these people in these pilgrimages, uh, were to willingly basically Relinquish. cause a spell scar on yourself. Drop your guard for a moment and let it in. Hmm. As you are, as you are traveling, you know oh, yes, you kind well, of feel this crazy and realize this as you're having to, as you're having to try, as you're having to try harder and harder to uh, to keep the spell plague out of your body. And then we can go get some some black evil fruit, and we can just eat that, and then we'll get a silver orb, and we'll just hold on to that, and then we'll go find Red a crown. Says, oh, delicious. Meta and many other people we've encountered are fully functioning individuals with spell scar. It's people with spell scar, not spell scarred people. Trying. Her doesn't buy your 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 PC nonsense yet. I would get wicked scar. Yeah, that's that's more. <laughs> also, wicked scar. Wicked scar and some magic powers. I don't know. I love It might be tempting, but at the same time, Brandis has been spell scar a couple times. I don't know. He doesn't really. You have never seen him. <laughs> they keep healing. Brandis like. I'll scare you. I got one of those last week. I healed. Put a fucking band-aid on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's not into the... Uh... No, just because, okay. I mean, power at the risk of horrible things happening, he kind of... 
I don't know. He kind of leans more towards keep your fate in your own hands. That makes sense. It leans more towards gaining power by, you know, exercising. Yeah. <laughs> brushing your teeth. <laughs> Ren is sorely tempted. Victory through hygiene. <laughs> Victory through hygiene. <laughs> That's oh. Hugh's motto. It's on his shirt. It is something that Ren ponder as he travels. Coleman doesn't his want to feel sick. Worse. And he is sure that if he were to let down his resistance for a second that he would start puking again. <laughs> that would be his version of a spell scar. <laughs> Puke <laughs> My yes. stomach is altered so that it doesn't hold food anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I want a victory through hygiene teacher. Victory through hygiene. <laughs> Just a general game we'll question. Shoot. What is the risk reward for back. potentially getting a spell scar? I know oh, the possible mechanic- bonuses. Mechanically, it's just it's just a flavor thing. Oh, okay. I thought there was an actual like. There are feats that you can take if you are spell scarred to make that a mechanical um, to make uh, to to wield it. Hmm. Um, it's the sort of thing, you know, with, with our style of game, it, that if you could have taken those feats even without a spell scar, if it's what you want to be part of your character, you don't want to flavor it that way. Like, whatever, they're there as character options. You can even retcon a little bit and you could, do some retraining. You can also, um, you could choose to get a spell scar and, and uh, do that, or you could choose to get a spell scar and flavor it that you are wielding the power of the spell scar, but really not have any of those actual mechanical feats, because they might all suck. I don't know, I haven't actually looked at them. There are 26 spell scar feats. Some of them are cool. Hot damn. Yeah. You may have never even actually looked at them because they're in a different category, I believe, in the character builder. I think. Huh. Yeah, I don't seen them. They're in the b- very in beginning. Um, actually, when you're first making your character, and it's like from East Rift or whatever. Or oh, you can rough childhood. You can also approach as a multi class. Um, getting novice, acolyte, and adept. Spell scar, multi class uh, power. Interesting. Anyway, so uh, that's right. There is a there is a paragon path that is um, all completely built around spell scar stuff. But again, I don't know if they're any good. It's some of the early published material, and um, stuff tends to be a little more hit or miss. Yeah, I forgot the really players hit or really miss. Yeah, I think it originated in the forgotten Rome players. Got it. Got some cool stuff. Yes. <laughs> Samples. Anyway, it's something that you can decide on. It's, it's really just a flavor decision at this point. And now we're talking about wanting a cool spell. Zahar, as he's flying by, speaks to Aurora. He says, I'm pretty sure we're completely turned around. Yes, but I think we're supposed to be. Hugh overhears this. Sometimes the way forward is also the way back. 30 feet away on his mount with the wind blowing in his ears, Hugh overhears this. Is Hugh just a habitual uh, <laughs> eavesdropper? It's not so much eavesdropping if you're always listening. You know what? That sounds exactly like someone who eavesdrops a lot. He doesn't know what it isn't. Did I do something to you? It's not a matter of that he's trying to overhear your conversation. It's a matter of that he hears your conversation. He can't you're help you're it. You're talking too loud all the time. My bad. That's not the first time Aurora's been called loud. Prophecy? Except that's here. everyone. I, I didn't feel like... I I can imagine Aurora's parents telling her some story like how the evil, like, bad spirits were defeated when they took a bath. (laughs) And how the great hero had to do something. (laughs) Had to brush the teeth of the ogre to get away from the... 
continue to travel, you find the very last of all the milestones. What is the last milestone? What is the last, yeah, milestone, right? Yeah. Landmark. You guys want a more gruesome one? Ooh, ooh. How about it's a, uh, a giant corpse that has been, um, like some, some horrible, like, worm creature that has purple been... Purple worm. Like a purple worm. Yeah, it's like a, it's one, it's like the purple worm's grandfather. It's huge. Massive creature. Uh, the, most of the flesh is gone. All you see are these bones that have been around for so long with this, um, spell scar energy. It's actually fused to the ground, and you can see that the, where the ground begins and the body begins are actually kind of together, and they undulate in kind of a weird way. And there are markings all along it. Like, there have been creatures by here to, to feast on the, uh, on this creature and possibly make little homes in it. As the as the giant skull at the, at the very end with its teeth are just uh, dug into the ground, uh, lower jaw missing. Where it is, no one knows. Use it as boomerang. It just kind of coils around and kind of almost. If if you didn't know better, you'd think it was a natural um, formation. Formation, but we're far too perceptive. To I'd like to think that the corpse is like the last ditch meal for like animals that could not find anything else. Yeah. So by eating this, they're basically taking the risk of dying instantly. Oh, of course. Yeah. Or it's what makes more of them or something more horrible spell plague creatures. So just eat other spell plague creatures. It seems so like a children's awesome. book. And as you pass it, what was the description of it? You know, it really didn't quite clearly uh, communicate. And it, that he had described, you know, what was it that you, that you were looking for? And you realize, oh, that's it. Um, a purple hill. <laughs> purple hill, and you realize, oh, that is just <laughs> a very weirdly weird way to describe something that could a be a giant purple worm corpse. That's like sort Colton of a purple was, hill. Colton was like not even knowing that they were getting close to it after a couple of people had already realized, it, and then they're like, yeah, so we'll touch down in a minute. And Colton's kind of like, where? And then realizes what's going on. Kind of goes, gives a, a grimace, still stern but grimacing. And as you get, oh, go ahead. What is my name? It's more welcoming than Olgarth. (laughs) 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 He laughs. Bam! Let's kick some ass. Colton has heard stories of Olgarth. (laughs) Let's kick some ass. We're sneaking around. And it is a mirror over the next hill that you see in the distance a building. It's built in these plague lands. Which is odd because, you know, there's such mutable ground that it, um... Would break. <laughs> you would feel that the building would be difficult to build here, but there one is. Uh, and around it... Did I do the angle right? Yeah. These areas here are, uh, are just, uh, it looks like there's, you know, some sort of liquid and it's just raging up in just the, uh, fire of the spell plague. And, you know, like, almost like a a geyser. It's just, it's just burning. Bellwell. As if it were a big just pool of oil that is on fire. Aww. Just constantly. Like Same with this over here as the building is just in between these two uh, these two bits of fire. Hmm. We, uh... It's either Colbin, a great place or a terrible place to build something. Colton brings his, uh, his sparrow eagle in a turkey. wide circle down Spurky. lower and lower until he touches down in a rock formation near the uh, near the building. Well, let's all land. No use having just him down there. Or lands. Yeah. 
So, like I was saying before, how are we doing this? <laughs> Just go in and kill them all, or try and talk? How about a how about a talk then kill situation yeah. here? Like, or kill then talk? No, that doesn't work. Well, it worked pretty well last time. Long long as as no, it didn't. We t- we got a prisoner. As long as they don't jump the gun and piss run off like a group of certain paladins, I know. <clears throat> We can try... So talk first, first, kill later, unless Ren gets angry. Then kill immediately. So yes. kill. <laughs> if they <laughs> tell any short jokes, or anything like that, someone's going to have to die. Let's just assume they're going to try to kill us, and work from there. I've never heard this group so ready to, uh, if these to travel guys... this far to kill a group of uh, potentially Nomads. sane people. Well, um, like we said, we're not going to jump in there with our guns yeah. out. I do find it strange that it's me that's saying, let's not go strange? kill them yeah, right I off know. the bat. Wait, you're not? Like, yeah, we're, I thought you were like, saying, let's kill let's, them all. Let's no, I cool. said, let's talk to them, but if they're douches and they try something, then I will not hesitate to nuke them. Like, right? We what can talk we, to them. First. What information are we hoping to get from you? Just just as like a quick objective so we all have it kind of fresh in our heads. Coleman frowns. He says, who tried to kill us I don't understand what these, he says, my people are, are are nomadic and generally keep to themselves. This is usually because they have very little to gain from from meddling in the affairs of others and other cultures and civilizations. I don't understand what a, a peaceful people or a people that would choose to live in such seclusion might gain from <clears throat> meddling in the affairs of such a large city like Amaskari. Wow. I do not understand why they would even be involved. It seems like they've chosen their life out here. I think that's I part of the reason why we want to know. Because why did they attack us? And if they had anything to do with the death of the prince. Yeah. Even if they just know the guys, or know of the people who attacked us, that would be useful. Yeah, Coleman says, I have, I have sympathy for, for those who live in the, in the wild, even if it is a place like this. He says, I do not wish harm upon them. If they intend us no ill... Then there's yeah, no ill we... shall befall them. Simple as that, yes? I hope they do not. Do not wish harm upon them. <clears throat> then shall we walk up to this strange building and knock, perhaps? Does it have a door? It does seem to have a door. Excellent. Then we shall go knock. Are many Keep an strange eye out. features around here, Ooh. not completely foreign to the Plaguelands. Oh. Not that you've seen so far. Perhaps a... I think just walking up to the door and knocking is maybe not the best idea. Well, what would you do if you were trying to talk to someone? Uh, well, someone who could potentially kill me, maybe if we get a few people in strategic positions around the building and... Yeah, that wouldn't be considered hostile. Call them out. Colson says, I, I, will, if, I will call to them if you get in a, a ready position. We'll invite them to, to come to us. Parlay. He, he nods. Okay. All right, I guess. Just did. Hmm. So, do you guys want to get put play, get places? For me, a strategic position is right in front where I can hit them. I don't know. I've just it's seen what not- Ren can do to someone who's right in front of him, and then. Uh, hmm. uh, well, do you want to like get some? Ro- hey, how hard are these rocks, Greg? Okay. Those rocks are yeah, explanation um, of the terrain here. This rough terrain is uh, areas where the ground is shifting more than usual. Upon entering it, you have to make a saving throw, or it will move you, or, or it will slide you uh, one square at the triangle uh, spot. DM's choice. 
Okay. Monsters. <laughs> Monsters choice. Monsters choice. Uh, you will slide if you fail a, a saving throw, and it will uh, knock you prone. Okay. The regular ground at the uh, at the end of a round or at the end of um, a full round. Yeah. Uh, what makes more sense? Turn? At the end of a full round, uh, everyone who's not native to the Plaguelands uh, is uh, subject to be moved one square, to be slid one square. But not necessarily... <laughs> one not less for prone. me. But not much prone. Okay. Basically, it's constantly shifting around. You can't yeah. stop that. This stuff is where it's kind of moving more like waves in the ocean. If you try to move across it, uh, it can be jumped over, of course. If you just slid onto this, then does the effect take place? No. Okay. It's upon uh, willfully entering. Okay. We're starting um, your turn. Uh, this area, as like I said, is burning fire. It looks uh, really painful and burning. Uh, um, rocks, painful and burning. The Hotel. rocks is more stable ground. Uh, you uh, don't get moved, but they don't look. Um, there's something about them. Something looks off about them. Are yeah. They raised? Are they sunk? Are they? They're um, they're How raised they? up. They're raised up uh, like one square up. You know, five. Uh, okay. Five squares. Five feet. Um, but they're uh... prone or not in slide. I'm well, that's it. That's it. Just Kay. regular uh, plants. Uh, and the plants uh, are plants. those weird dead trees that are kind of flowing around, and you know they didn't have they didn't do anything harm to you before, but you didn't get necessarily I too especially close. Especially don't any like those. They might be hiding plague monkeys. Beware. But they block a line of sight, I imagine, and can't move through them. Trees. <coughs> well, so if you want to be close, they can hide behind these rocks, which are square high. And where's the can... door? There's a door on this side right okay, here. There's also a door on this side, so I'm not oh, sure. Yeah, the rocks are just stable. The rocks are stable ground. Is this are door these... a door? Is that a door? What's the front door? That's the door that you guys can see. It's on okay. Door. Okay. Um. Can you give me uh, the Kruthic uh, monster guy? I can't find uh, the Flyvern. Oh, he's up top. Up top? Mm-hmm. Who's this guy? Put him up there. Eviscerator? Oh, uh, no, no, the, uh, the Kruthic. Uh, yeah, actually, no, Flyvern's here. Then, I'll go find Flyvern. Yeah. Um, is actually. Marinus does not like this terrain. Um, way too many maybes. Uh, this is the idea. Yeah. It used to be in that little um, the orange cloth yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, if you're, he's gonna basically be hovering, getting ready to dive bomb. What do you want to be, Lincoln? I'm kind of thinking I want to be on. I don't know. I kind of want to be on the rocks. I don't know. Hugh's Hugh's suggestion but is put me not right there. Put me out at the point. Yeah, so that at least I can. I'll look for him later. If you're being, I don't know, if you're trying to be diplomatic to two people who are being hostile, it makes sense to you to, like, not necessarily rush up and say hi, because neither of you really trust each other. Sort of, like, keep a good distance and say, hello, we're here, and approach slowly so they can see you, and you can see them, and all that kind of stuff. Colton was going to try to call them out out of their house to where he is. Like, yeah. Alright. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, Hugh will climb up on a rock. Cool Zahara will go ambush style right here. I'm assuming Keeper. Keeper's gonna go. On. How's Keeper doing in this fight? Anything with him, or just he's gonna do his own thing, or whatever? You guys are controlling him, so who has him? Oh, wait, okay. Wait, Is it the, the mark? Oh, yeah, he can mark someone who's. What? Yeah. 
So you're going from that side then? Well, basically, yeah. Colbin is trying is going to be calling him out to, to talk. Okay, so you stick me then. I thought we were going from the other side. So stick me on the other. Yeah, right, like right there. If you want to come in the back door, I don't know. <laughs> no, that's a good idea. Put me back. Or you, I actually, you could, I may be a better range. But I can actually. A little far for you. Is there a walkway on the back? Oh, there, there is. No, I've got. Four, five, I, didn't, I thought it was all fire right there. I could do it. So you can get to here. Um, and I've got a twenty spell too. Yeah, he's got a okay. okay. I have a twenty. You can always move too. Yeah. Um. All right. So. I don't know where I put him. He's not in the orange thing anymore. Well, we'll start. I have to move that. Right here. Where's Brandis? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's on his fly up there. He's flying. He's you know. With Flyburn? I don't know yeah, where he's like right 50 feet in the air or something like that. Circling. Uh, so, but that's basically where he is for now. Uh, Sweet. To die bomb. Let's go kill some hermits. So everyone else is on the ground? Uh, yeah, we're yeah. just fire fishing I mean, I, here. You've heard I, of ice fishing. I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad uh, uh, Ren's in a similar boat. Ren is like, I'm going for a fight, but I feel like. That's how Aurora feels. Ren's just we're like, you know, pointed. we don't actually know that these guys did anything. So... Like these guys might know. If somebody came knocking yeah. on my door back at my farm and said, Hey, in a town way over there, a gnome killed someone and we think it was you and we're going to kick your ass now, <laughs> yeah. I'd be a little bit pissed. of this plague land? We're turning this into... The name of this plague land? Yes. Do you know, exactly. you know the name yet? Somebody you might know messed up somebody I know. Yeah, there's, I, a name, there's a name yes. of this place, but I can't remember what it's called. Just make up one. Go ahead. The. Fine. The. Dark Something of a. Worm, worm reach. Worm reach. Porgeist. What? Porgeist. The P. Porgeist. The entire area. Porgeist. I like it. Porgeist. Yeah. Porgeist. Done. Spell that for me. P O R G H E I S T. The couple the has. Well. Alright. So Arvin gets into position. Mm-hmm. And then what do you do? Colvin calls out Colvin. in a loud voice. Inhabitants of the poor guys, we have come to speak with you. Please. <laughs> you hear no response. Colvin is a patient man. Very patient. He waits like. Maybe At the- least three or four minutes before doing anything else. Uh, Hugh is <laughs> listening very carefully and trying to see. Um, he has an approach, so he can't really check too much for tracks. But he's just going to listen and see if he can hear anything. Anybody alive in there? Uh, hear life. Forty. Hugh can feel a slight vibration in the ground, like purple worm vibration. Not quite, definitely not the magnitude of a purple worm that you had before, but something, uh, something it seems like it's moving underneath the ground. Uh, Hugh definitely lets us know, and can he tell direction, or is it right now just sort of a vibration in the ground? Like, can you, you tell where it's coming from, or? Yeah, it's in here. Uh, something in the ground around in there. Great. Colbin, I want to take a step or two hops. back. Onto the rock. Brandis readies a charge for something attacking. Zahar <clears throat> also goes around in here. And so does. Yeah, okay. Can you. Nah, I'll stay there. Okay. You want to hop on a rock? I mean, it's. Hop on a rock? Yeah. Ren didn't hear yes? you say that. Uh, and so he's wondering, 
What the hell's going on? Everyone's <laughs> getting like hopping back. <laughs> yeah. Coleman uh, shell, uh, shouts out again in the uh, loudest voice he can muster. He says, Please, we have come to talk. Maybe a different language? He repeats it in Dwarven. <laughs> Alright. Deep speech. Did you want up on the rock or no? No. You hear a voice. No, me there. Come from inside the building. Uh, a voice just says, Approach! Uh, insight check. It's lying. <laughs> it's okay. No, it's, it, if it wants to us to approach so that it can kill us, I want to know that. That's yeah. a damn good inside sure. check um, on one word. Every essence of it is thirty-seven. She just squeezes every. Aurora can it. tell that this is someone who is trying to mask the sound of their voice, but this is someone that she has spoken to before. What? Oh, awesome! Can I roll to to remember? It's Dayoman. Okay. Can I? Um, what? Colvin calls like, out and he says, "I am Colvin of the uh, of the Dragon Jaw Mountains. Who am I speaking with?" Approach the building. Aurora's trying to trying to place this this voice. How do I do that? Aurora recognizes it as. Uh, as kind of, you know, as someone trying to lower their voice, like I am doing. Only uh, better. Only better. But Aurora's very good. And, uh... Aurora never forgets a voice. It is the very same man who gave you directions. What? The Dragonborn? The Dragonborn? Aurora yeah. says that, like, out loud, but not super loud. She's not shouting it. Yeah, Dragonborn, maybe. Yeah, Dragonborn. Sir Dramon? Sir Dramon? Yes. She goes... And she can call him out on it? Yeah. Dramon, get your ass out of here. Well, since you aren't yelling this, are you... You're just sort of thinking, what are you going to do with this? No, she says this to us kind of quietly. Well, if you whisper it, he will hear you. Yeah, she does. I'm close enough. From your experience, super super quiet. We totally do. It's Orm. We use him every time, though, because he's the only awesome one we have. (laughs) From your guys' experience with Brandon, you know that he has a... He's alone. Constantly changing internal timer. Where when uh, this talking and uh, it's not just talking in general, but the talking before a fight um, goes it's especially on, too you know long. He's, <laughs> he's, he's only like got a certain amount of time before <laughs> he's gonna drop into that ceiling. Okay, Aurora. Like Batman. Aurora shouts out, Sir Dramon. <laughs> this is just too. M- she she can't. She's like maybe maybe she's dropping a name. No no maybe for her it's like maybe this guy is related. I mean he just doesn't know who we are. She she's like Coleman never introduced himself. There's no response. From <laughs> Can I inside check that? It's hard to inside check. Lack of silence. response. Not when I mean, you're me. When you get it could nice. be an awkward silence or a. Coleman says. Very sexy side. So, Gavin, come out and meet with us. We've come a long way, and I'm confused. Uh, Hugh tries to do a perception check to see if he can. To you guys, it doesn't sound like him. Like Aurora's, you know. Yeah, but I've. Well, you've also come. Colton tells me, yeah, what Aurora's, what Aurora's about, and so I mean, Aurora has a strong 
personality. So if she says, oh, it's probably so-and-so, she seems trustworthy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty trustworthy. So trustworthy. So um, very trustworthy. Uh, just, yeah, Colvin just goes with what she says. And, like, is happy to have an idea of maybe who might be there. Burns lowers to 30 feet. All right. No reason. Uh, <laughs> Hugh is trying to, I mean, from his perch there, see if he can see any sort of mechanism. This looks like a trap, whatever this under the ground, like anything obvious, like a pit trap where it's just like a tarp covered with sand or something like that. Some kind of mechanical trap. Those fiendishly magical bastards. 35. You can see, you can tell this very slight vibration that whatever this creature is is moving towards to be underneath him. Watch out! Oh, fantastic. And then you hear the voice come from the building once again as uh, as you hear the voice say, We can speak about this inside. Approach! Colbin just He's says, He's very eager to have us inside. He says, I am more comfortable in here. Why are you disguising your voice? I know it's you! He says, maybe I was disguising my voice before. In any case, why would you. She's going to try to diplomatize him out? You hear the ticking timer. I hear it. She's like, please, let's just. Let's just talk. I don't think we need to. Distrust each other so much as to disguise one's voice. Just, just we. Rolling a die to see if I attack or not. Uh, twenty-six. Twenty-six. Attack the house. Yeah, you could. The big bad wolf came and blew their house down. Imagine if you're the one who's on the air. You have a stone with you, yes? Um, I guess. Are you about to huff and puff? Twenty-four diplomacy check. Get this guy out here. Please. Ren's waiting to hear She's what She's trying says. to be polite. This is a very difficult moment for her. Okay, it was love. Aurora sees the fire oh, of, this out, spell, right? uh, of the spell fire here start to move towards no, her no, as it emerges. Uh, <laughs> you know we're going to have to put like five of now. <laughs> as it emerges yes, from... two of them. From the kind of pool of uh, the pool of fire, both at once moving swiftly out of the area, <coughs> it looks much like the summoned spell fire that you fought in the uh, in the Residium Grove earlier. As they move forward, although these ones, while larger, they seem more uh, chaotic, less. Um, Dude, two of them. Your immediate uh, reactions. They seem. They seem more chaotic and kind of less uh, less focused energy. They, um, you know what I mean. They're, they're more uh, less compact in fire. Uh, roll initiative. You're going down, Sir Dana. Nineteen. That's fair enough. Nineteen. My ready to attack, but not. Uh, take anything at two. Also two. Brandis. Also a two. I also thirteen. Rolled a two. Again. Aurora. Nine. Nineteen. Uh, I got a... Ten. Colvin. Nineteen. B. Twenty-six. Whatever else. Uh, Q. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Okay, 22. And Ren. Thirty-two. Unit. Oh. Wow. Someone rolled high today. 
Nicely done. Nineteen. Yes. Smashing, good sir. <laughs> I need some more pepper cookies. Oh, yeah, so there's chocolate left. Not something. Pretty good. First thing. Okay, we take out <laughs> Suddenly, behind Colbin, oh, what is it? A very plague energy that Colbin has just constantly become sick with since coming in here seems to coalesce into this disgusting, dripping form. And it's not fire. This is not the the spell fire of the spell plague. But is this is plague? more like. The plague part of the plague, part, <coughs> uh, of the plague lands, and you just see this uh, this dripping creature that looks much like that of just um, almost humanoid as the the you know how the air is just this kind of like almost viscous gas that you're that you've been breathing since you've been in here forms into a solid and strikes at Coleman. Damn it! My ready thing wouldn't uh, just bear if they had one was ready for combat. Yeah, basically. Yes. Uh, what were you ready for? Uh, for someone attacking one of my allies. Yeah, basically you can react as quickly as. Yeah, you're not saying about that because I didn't know. We didn't like see them coming at us or something like that. That guy can't fly. And uh, here you go. Oh, whoops. I never. Where they are. Here is the attack against Coleman. It says it. No attack. <laughs> Next turn. Apparently, no attack. I must have. It just a... stands there and looks at me. Confused. Ah. Something licks my hand. Looking at you, Sam. <laughs> You have a long tongue. Wow. Uh, sorry, hang on, it's not uh, rolling. It's the VTH oh. squad. I'm making everybody. I had a colon where I had a comma where colon should There. <laughs> you like my cartoon character? So now it started. As this plague creature reaches forward as it uh, as it just touches Colvin with a 33 versus fortitude. Interrupt, interrupt that shit. With your interrupt you power. <laughs> mm. I will let it hit. I choose to allow it. It might be, it might yeah. be bad. Oh, allow it. Nah, interrupting stuff on first attacks is always. Yeah. It's like, is this really gonna be the worst it one? It does 19 damage. And then immediately, out of Colbin's skin, these plague tentacles just sprout out of him. Ew! Yeah. Oh, okay, What's the UFC? End of turn? Okay. And uh, these tentacles just sprout out of Colbin that just start hurting him as he has taken ongoing <coughs> 10 damage as long as he has them. And they're just writhing around, just striking at him and everyone around him. Okay. So he has an aura right now? Is that what that story is? Okay. And then Ren goes. Ren immediately sees the the creature behind Colin and yells at him and says, 
Coolman, quick behind you! As he, uh, as you see, kind of a, a gelatinous goo form in his hand, in, in Ren's hand, that he then hurls at the uh, creature, and while it is in mid-flight, it ignites into into flames. Nuts! Uh, so that's going to be what's in the box? A forty versus reflex. Forty versus reflex will hit. That will deal <coughs> 19 fire damage. And at the same time, he is going to yell at in the direction of the shack and yell out and say. Call off your minions! We have enough firepower out here to nuke this entire place! And rolls a... We're going to go with an intimidate check on that one. I hope so. Rather than a bluff check. (laughs) Alright. So that's going to be... We do. Or at least Ren believes we do. Ooh, 45. A 45, uh, alright, 45 blood check. That's 45 where the. 45 intimidate. Uh, uh, sorry, intimidate check as, um, yeah, that's. You don't hear an immediate response. Okay. Uh, and Ren then. takes a look at the big swirling thing standing next to the house. Uh, and uses his foe stone to gather info. Oh, so nice. Uh, you know this manifestation of plague fire resists necrotic damage, and uh, its lowest defense is reflex. Okay. Those are the fire guys, right? Yeah. Uh, and gonna stay standing right where he is. Did you make an attack? Yeah, I attacked the guy behind Colvin. Cool. Question. As far as immediate reactions go, uh, before your initiative has gone up in the first round of combat, if I were to use an immediate reaction now, would that mean... What would happen after my turn? Immediate reactions recharge the beginning of your turn. So I could use one now and then I'd still have one afterwards, yes? After your turn. Yeah, after your beginning of your turn comes, you have another immediate Cool. Action. Immediate reaction, Hugh attacks the one that... Uh, yeah, the mind fire. That's what I, was, I wasn't sure how that worked, because I hadn't really used him that quick before. Uh, seeing... Uh, did you hit him? I was missing that part. He did hit him. He did hit him. Cool. Yeah. Seeing it uh, writhe slightly from Ren's assault, uh, Hugh sends an arrow into his exposed plaguey bits. Uh, so this is combined fire... Thirty-six. Thirty-six AC. A thirty-six AC will indeed. Excellent. And so that's one, two, uh, four, ten. So fourteen plus fourteen, twenty-eight damage. Twenty-eight damage. Yes. Gotcha. And it tears through some of it as the arrows 
pull with it some of the fire as before, but these ones seem to, you know, as I said, be a lot less concentrated and easier to tear apart. Uh, next up. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a thing. I'm on a rock, though. Did yeah. he just burst out of the rock? How did that work? He coalesced Bursting the Bursting up nope. out of the rock. Into your face. Uh, it's actually in between you two guys here. It bursts up out of the rock, uh, erupting as it seems to tear through the rock as easily as the ground. And you see that while the rock is solid, not standing, it is actually a soft material. You know, it's like a soft rock sponge. these creatures can eat through, almost like a sponge. Like pumice or something. Yeah, that you can, yeah. And so, as it pops up and erupts, it hurts you. I'm sure it does. And uh, here is the attack. I wish I had a better... There we go. So, here are the two attacks against each of you. I'll be a 38 and a 32 versus reflex. Uh, would five less not hit you? It would not hit me. Right. Aurora, you're one of them. 38 hits you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Alright, sorry. Well, I, yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> I am going to our as It's the first turn of the round, are you sure? Yeah. Might as well. Okay. And on, ongoing damage is, is crap if it ends up being it. Whatever. Um, so, as the, uh, <coughs> the creature bursts up through the, through the stone... The stone begins to all of a sudden superheat and uh, and sear it with uh, uh, with kind of with scalding energy as uh, as it tries to form. So that's going to be a uh, thirty six versus fortitude. Thirty six versus fortitude will hit. Okay, in that case, it is uh, blinded. Uh, if that has an impact on its attack, and it takes. Let's see. Until what? Blinded? Um, um, it's, it's blinded until the end of its turn. End of his turn? Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to enter the, the Rune of Protection, which uh, means uh, both you guys get five temporary points. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. Oh, thanks Yay. for reminding me. Virtue. I believe... Blinded. It's usually negative five to hit if you can't see. If you require seeing as part of the attack. How does that work? Okay, so it all right. It has tremor sense, but it appears to. Um, it doesn't matter. Ah, uh, so as it. Uh, uh, so it is blinded, so it's at a minus five from that. So that misses you then. So it'll be a 33 or a, and a 28 versus. Still hits 27. me. <laughs> okay, so the attack against Aurora deals 16 damage, and she is blinded until it's the end of Aurora's turn. My... As it just erupts with uh, with a bunch of rock and, and sand and dirt from the from the plague lands here, and as it just go, goes into your eyes and such, it is plague. It is, you know, the very plague land. That She's is shutting her eyes face. to get it to not go in her eyes. Hence the blindness. Good times with blindness. That's true. All right, Hugh is up. Hugh is up. 
the guy next to me. Um. Yeah. What's my wisdom modifier now? She is going to. Hugh is going to... Sorry, I was not thinking what I was going to do. Alright. Hugh is going to use... Yes. Uh, Hugh will use Nimble Strike. So he's going to shift one. Can I shift down this rock? Can I hop down? Does that work? You can. Five. It's five feet up. Is that an issue? Shift one square to there. less than ten, I think. That'll be fine because it's uh, because it's one square. It's diagonal down. Okay, so you shifts one here and makes an attack on uh, big guy there. Actually, he's gonna quarry him first. Okay. So minor attack. <laughs> Ooh, bad roll. Um, twenty-four. No, twenty-five AC. A 25 AC is not going to hit. Okay, cool. And then he... Uh, and then he activates his Spitting Cobra stance. And that's his turn. Cobra. <laughs> so, yeah. The plague fires. <laughs> the Keeper and Zahar. Yeah, <clears throat> two NPCs. <clears throat> So, after this fight, we're getting an action point back, right? No, we have an action point now. Oh. We finished our previous... Uh, we've had two. I was saving that action point for too long. You can use one of this one and one of the next one now. Oh, we, we do two. have two now. Rob, we have two more. <gasps> As Including this. One of the uh, one of the, the animated plague fires moves towards both Keeper and Zahar. It breathes poison on them. From here. Oops. These are not solid. Whose who's, um, AC are we using for these? Zahara's Hugh. Zahara's Hugh. Keeper is... Brandis. Brandis. Okay. Zahara says... Keep poison on them. Here you go. Here are the two attacks. It doesn't breathe. It just kind of... So is that Keeper... Well, we'll keep it in the same order as yeah. us. Yeah. So, so Zahar takes 34. Fortitude? Uh, that hits Zahar. Fortitude. Oh, oh yeah. If that were reversed, though, yeah, probably would have Okay. Maybe. They both get hit by poison damage, so someone reported that they were hit. As you see, both Zahar and Keeper just caught by surprise from this S3? fire manifesting. Yeah, fire manifesting and breathing on them. As I said, there's one over here. Wait, no, I missed. Zahar says that. Are we using our defenses? Yes. So it does not hit Keeper. Twenty-four does not hit Keeper. Four Keeper. Yeah. Oh, oh, casually yeah. really low. Right. So yeah. I, for some reason, thought of it as no completely problem, back. Like, Look at the colors, man. Am I looking at something wrong? Green is good. I know, I saw the green, and I was like... That I was thinking good, Green's good for me. Yeah. <laughs> Green's just too good in general. <laughs> um, the other one... Moves here. And then Hugh finds himself... Hang on. Um, yep. Was he within five? Yeah. He moved closer? Yeah. You get an opportunity attack. Yeah. All right. Crushing. Reaction? Yes, that's yeah. what cover spinning does. Yes. Cool. Immediate reaction. Yeah. Yes. So he takes a shot at him. Spit. Uh, that's five against just my regular bonus. 
28. As then uh, the fire kind of shoots forward, grabbing around Hugh, pulling him. As his minor action can just pull enemy three squares as a charm effect. Oh. Oh, well, not. Wait, go back one then. He's only adjacent in the last square. Are you sure? I'm absolutely sure. Okay. I get a plus two against charm effects. It that is, means. unfortunately, a non... It is just an effect. It is a non... Uh, well, I get a plus two to his effect, whatever that is. Right, but you... Uh, <laughs> I know, I know. Sorry? How nasty is... 16. I get a plus two against his automatic hit. It then breathes poison. <sighs> Good times. Don't worry, guys. Aurora and Hugh... Uh, thing 31 is still on poison, versus fortitude. Hits you. Is it? What was it on last? Poison? Uh, poison. It's been poison unless you've changed it. Okay, cool. Then I will give you a bonus. Don't worry. Okay, so does that hit? 31, 32? Uh, just 31 hit you. Ah, uh, fortitude? fortitude? Yeah, yeah, versus fortitude. Mm-hmm. It does. Okay, what about you? It hits me, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it is 16 poison damage and Ongoing 10 poison damage. Save ends. Next up is Colvin. Ongoing 10, save ends. Colvin takes 10 damage Wait, for ongoing damage, it, right? Why is it Colvin's turn? First, I thought I was. Oh, yeah, you're A. You should be. Because performing. that's not how it's done, but if you guys want to do that, then you no, can. No, go ahead. Order no, go ahead. No, I, need, I need a little extra time. I just. Right. just I was just not sure Colvin why takes that 10 ongoing damage as the, the tentacles begin to kind of crawl at him. And Colvin. Mm-hmm. Colvin kind of. Uh, Stern face begins to kind of grab at these tentacles and try to tear them off of them. And then, in, in a rage, he, uh, uh, he, he reached down and tears off the, uh, uh, the wrappings around his feet. And you see his feet kind of like grip the ground with uh, amazing strength. You see, the, you see the, the rocks that are the most kind of stable formation here. Um, you see the rock that he's standing on uh, kind of like pulse one time with energy. And you see him draw the strength from the rock. As the rock literally like just kind of drains in color, and the color kind of leaches up into Colvin's body, making his entire body, uh, the, the tone and even uh, the texture of the rock that he was standing on, as he invokes his uh, serenity of stone. So now he has resist 10 to all damage for the encounter. Nice. <laughs> nice. Which should be tight. Um, then, he... He turns towards the. Uh, oh, so with the hit points. Let's see the beast. Yeah. Turns towards who? He turns towards towards this beast here, and swings with his uh with his hammer above his head, smashing down on it with a. Let's see. It's going to be a thirty-one versus AC. 31 AC is not enough, just barely. Oh, wait, wait, looking at the wrong guy. Still not enough. Less barely. Less barely. That's unfortunate. Um, let's see. That being the case. That being the case, he's still out of here. Um, Colbin turns and runs from, uh, this guy provoking attack of opportunity, I imagine? Yes, if he, um... Yeah. Yes, you better save. Here is your attack of opportunity. Well, I don't think I shouldn't. 
know where they are. Sorry, I'm so a little, uh, slow with knowing where these guys are. Perhaps just a thought. What if we just tried running into the building? As Polo moves away, the plague, uh, the, the, the living plague reaches towards him again, harming him. It does it. As it gets through his natural defenses, getting 26 damage, and more tentacles sprout out. It's, a, it's the same effect again, right? Yeah. Okay. But more tentacles sprout out. Um, and the effects uh, crush him as Colbin comes over. And I need to make an athletics check to get in here. Which should be fine for that jump. Yeah. Um, and comes over to lend uh, an aura of protection, though bringing an aura of harm as well. So it uh, does 10 damage in two squares to everyone. Uh, to. To only hostile people. Okay. Alright, that was clear. Um, um, sweet, so... Are we in your damage aura? How does yeah, that work? Yeah, you are. It ends... Uh, at the end of... of if you turn. end your turn within his aura, you take 10 damage. Okay. That's how it works. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah. so wait, is... So when That's when does the effect end on me? Say that. Oh, it wasn't clear from that. That's fine. I, I thought it was at the end of my turn. All that is because of the tentacles. Say that ends the tentacles. Are you okay, gonna save gotcha. now? Um, you have a plus one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'll, I'll try to save. It makes it more important for me to save. I Boom. save. Boom! Um, Get this Marcus out of here! Beautiful. Sweet. So... Oh, the Marcus for Oh, oh, around. That was my thing. Okay, right. so yeah. And yeah, so while you guys are next to me, you guys have damage resist reduction. How much? Um, I think four. I'll you check four. that. While we're adjacent? Yeah. Does that include ongoing damage? Yes. All right, Aurora's turn. Okay. So There's a lot take... of stuff I need to do here, so just give me one moment. Okay, so taking the nine damage goes from my temporary hit points and there. Well, you have okay. resist four yeah. from him, so mm-hmm. you take... So I only take... No. You should take six. Six. Okay, good. So... I've done all my math in advance, so I'm kind of catching up. So, let's see. Takes her poison right. damage. You are blinded. Is blinded. Oh. So she. No, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, yeah. So she takes a minor action to spend a healing surge and gains temporary hit points equal to her surge value. So she gets a temporary of 34. And then as she does this, there's a this burst of. Uh, divine silvery energy kind of flowing all around her and as it does so it actually expands even more and this kind of horrible dusty particle material particulate is uh, pushed from her as she uh, puts puts her hands over her eyes and uses virtue's touch which removes blinded, dazed, deaf, and slowed, stunned, or weakened alright not blinded anymore is that a minor, another minor action? It is. All so right. Those are my two minors. And then she's going to. Where is she? Uh, okay. It doesn't. I don't have the text for it anymore on this wonderful, this like. wonderful sheet. If you could give me the details of what happens when I use an action point on with my 
particular effects. I think it's a burst one. Because of uh, just a sheer? Yeah. Um, I think it's a burst one. So Just a sheer is when you spend an action point and take an extra action on each enemy adjacent to you is weakened adjacent. until the end of its next turn. Yeah, okay, so she's gonna scoot right here. Up against that guy. <laughs> That's a move. Yeah. And then she's going to save, right? Save versus poison? Um, that will be at the end of your turn. Wouldn't that be the end of my turn? Oh, so you're not using then then I do the action point? Oh. No, you do the action point. At the and end, then at you, the end. Okay, then, fine. Yeah. That, that makes sense. So, yeah, action I don't think point. You have to get him to do it after the. Action point. All right. Are you, are you doing so, that against that guy? I'm going to. Should I not? We're just ready until, uh, I mean, just move. Basically, you move Sahar there to flank him. Right here. Oh. Can I do that now? All right, Zahar now goes on your turn. Boop. Goes on my turn. Fine. That sounds cool. And then... Give Zahar. She's going to use... What was it I wanted to use here? Oh. So Mark him is weakened then? Yeah, he's weakened. And she's just going to use Enfeebling Strike on this guy. And you're using an action point, right? Yes. She's using an action point to attack him, so he's also dying. Team Strike! So be sure to mark him with Team Strike. So then she's going to attack him. um, Alright. Not very good, but that's okay. Uh, 28 versus AC. Whiffs, most likely. 28 versus AC. I yeah. expect so. But that's okay because she really just wanted to weaken and also mark him, which she is going to do. She does not have another minor action to mark. Uh, she can do it as a free action, though. She cannot. She has something that she can mark as a, with a free action. If she had used her other attack, it marks them with sanction, but not what? feebling strike. Oh. <laughs> okay. I guess I won't do the extra, extra, extra things. So he's weakened and has the team strike on him. Three. Done. All right. Is this guy still blinded? Yes. And he's Wait. still blinded, no, I guess, no? Until the end of his turn, so he's not blinded. But I'm not blinded. Yeah, that's the most blinded, Im- like, basically for that attack. And that's oh, the most important thing. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. house is falling apart. See, big bad wolf. Blow his house down. Hey, don't breathe, don't breathe so heavy. You just take the roof don't off. Don't breathe so heavy. I could have. I mean, now. The DM chooses not to. <coughs> so, Rawr, I, think you, I think you just moved it, the square. Or was that where it was? That's where it was. Okay. You see the dragonborn come out of the house as he, uh, what? I also have to save versus poison. Okay. I save versus poison. Okay. Every, no, this is important because everyone, everyone gets a big bonus. Now. Everyone gets a huge bonus to their saving choice. I don't That's know what right. it is, because it doesn't say on my sheet. It's five. Five. It's five. Um, cool. Dragonborn comes out of the house, and see. Five as he emerges, he says, Those things have been keeping me pinned down in there! Inside check! Fucking liar making up his voice. She doesn't trust him anymore. Yeah, because he doesn't <laughs> say anything. Um, insight is 40. And he comes over here, and then he tries to... Attack so hard. dice. Right? <laughs> no, you can't Thanks, use these. Hands. Those are my dice. No! As he uh, successfully saves... What? 40 insight check. And Aurora... Is he a fucking liar or what? Does not trust him. 
She says, he Deceiver! Appears. Liar! Untruth! So uh, he moves closer to Hugh as he Don't comes, trust him, Hugh! Stop him! As he Does comes he have any way. problem with rough terrain there? The yeah, crazy he, he's like kind of slipped, but he kept moving. Okay. He passed his safe. And he comes over here and he says, uh, he says, help me take them down! He's a We're big already fat doing liar. That. He's a big fat liar. We're take- stop taking them down, are we? Take him down. We should take him down. Kill that guy. I mean, Hugh could be the guy that talks to people. Even if he usual. fake helps us, I'll accept that until he's down. Well, what if these? What if these things would help us? But he's. I don't know. I mean, but if he wants us to kill them, all the more reason to kill him because he's a big liar and she. Or it's all just a feint to get your guard down. If he's a triple, triple good liar. It's a double bluff. No. Yeah, I'm a bad guy. Bad guy. I'm evil. Well, well, gonna, I, don't, I don't know what that means. Dude, that's sarcasm, not bluff. Uh, who's up? Or is he doing anything else? Well, well what do you Aurora, say when Aurora he says is that? screaming that, that he's she a deceiver and a liar. And he's, wow. And that she doesn't believe anything Call he says. Out. She's calling him out. This no is, this is, she's not interested. And then he charges Hugh. <laughs> okay. No! I'm just gonna use it. It's too cool. I'm just, I could let it go. Brandis, get him! Stop use him! Use immediate interrupt. Yeah! Brandis, Stop it, hovering around on Flyburn, and this is why it's gonna be really cool. Um, oh my gosh, how does that even work? Activate the full color gauntlets. Um, pointing, uh, pointing down with Ushayi out, points down with his, with his other hand at this guy who's charging in at Hugh, whose back has turned. You then again feel a rumbling from the ground, but it's but you know to not be afraid. Then you hear some moaning and screaming, and it gets a little creepy. And suddenly, almost out from under you, it's actually it's as he's charging in this way, so it's out of under you, but in his direction, you suddenly see a similar sight to uh, this guy here. A phantom warrior bursts out from the ground under you, realizing this is no mere illusion, but an ancient warrior from battles long gone, who um, springs out of the ground, kind of with the, the his bottom half is uh, more transparent than the rest of him, um, slamming into him and carrying him up into the air. Uh, adjacent is it any square? Um, four square, uh, ten squares from a space adjacent to you. So, that's good. Um, Carries him up there. Just at the peak of his arc, Brandis swings his attack. He will then fall. 30 feet, which I predefined because it would be within 10 squares of the area. Nice. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, so just a basic attack. Um, I will use some power attack with this guy, so minus two, nothing extra fancy on here. Four. We've resist four, but no other bonuses. Mm. Resist four. Okay. That's what you get. Can I use immediate interrupt on a charge? Let's see what not. Are you uh, landed in brand? If arriving in the destination space would cause the target to fall, or if that space is hindering terrain, the target can make a, make a saving throw on a save yeah. if the teleportation is negated. Make that roll! You, you have still a plus five! I still want to do it! You have a plus five! To your saving throw. No, this is no, the other guy. Yeah, the other guy has a plus oh, five. Oh, he does to not throw. have a plus five. He's not an ally. I have. Make it on the Pandora. 
I'll yes, see it up there. Yes, yeah, un- definitely do it on the Alright, I uh I have a saving throw prepared for him. It's like a bit Yes! Off. No! No! <laughs> no! Come on! The plus two was oh, a brutal. He's brutal. Believing. Ouch. So the only way he could fail is by So one. the teleport fails, so then what happens? It's so, the game. Lost. It's so he just attacks me then. Okay, so the Phantom so Warrior good. bursts out of under you, slamming into the guy who swipes through the uh, spiritual. Was he here? Or here. He was. Uh, um, okay. Down here. Fine. Give me that way. Um, that way. Cutting through the uh, Phantom S. The, the Phantom uh, Phantom Warrior whose uh, whose form him. dissipates. Aww. Crushing. Hey, hey, hey right. I like it. The best time. Those are the kind of chances you want to take. Tomorrow. Oh, yes. Tomorrow. Okay. What's this guy doing? We have so many things to do. Uh, yeah, and so when he charges, you see him thrust forward with just, uh, um, you know, what it wasn't even holding before as just purple flames shoot forward, forming into a, uh, a deep purple blade, which he thrusts forward into Hugh. Plus one for charging. I'm going to have 35 versus AC. Uh, will hit. How you uh, it does straight up 24 yeah. necrotic damage. Do I have any... 24. I don't do have any bonuses to AC or anything. Do I have any four? four? Resist. As oh, it just stabs resist. into him, Hugh can feel just uh, the flesh uh, around the wound. It just, you know, as the, as the skin and flesh just start to get deteriorated the the from flesh. the necrotic energy of the blade. Um... I can't do it. I already blew my immediate reaction this round. Are you bloody? No, yet, no. Okay. Getting close ish. Am I? <laughs> I'm one from bloody. I was a little bit hurt when I came in. I was. Who oh. was the. Brandis is up now. Greg, I have an extra question. Sorry. Um, I have a feat called Virtuous Recovery. It says game resist all. When you spend a healing surge, I spend a healing surge, but I don't know how much resist all it's What's the It doesn't give me power. Virtuous recovery. Just resist all. Everything. Just all. I know. That's what I want you to resist believe. Life, though, that's I think the resist all might be oh, wow. like so you're in this limbo. You don't you're know. Like you're like antimatter. You just cease to exist. Okay. Uh, first off, branch control. It doesn't say how long it lasts. Wisdom modifier. So five. So start of your next turn. I'll jot that on the paper. Only Hugh. Thanks. Whose keen eyes can view the whole battlefield at once. Out of corner of his eye, sees Keeper charging in alone against uh, a massive. This guy. He marks in combat with the mighty spell fire. Um, Keeper marks that guy. Uh, I was going around with you guys. Brad's going to go for this guy. First, um. He, uh, after his, uh, his gauntlet fails, Brandis takes out a, uh, frost charge of a, a, uh... Whetstone. Frozen whetstone, um, infusing Ushehi with a chilling powder. Um, and then, uh, so, if I understand, flight, uh, combat, uh... Mounted combat on a flying creature, he, he has to keep moving. If he doesn't have hover. No, he does no. not have the hover. The new rules are, you can just fly. There's no rules for hover. No, hover is. Remember, it, this guy has a bonus is about to hit. Falling down yeah. prone in the sky. That's it's not gonna last forever. Oh, okay. <laughs> then yeah. Oh, I'm planning on having a move. Then it doesn't really matter. Okay. Um. It matters. Brandis is on a giant fly. 
But he comes in here. You do what you want, man. He moves in. Um, actually, since I'm not going to be... Uh, Dude, go next to me if you can. Yeah. Get some resistance. Oh. Um, he comes in this way. Um, he's not actually charging. He moves in and kind of rears that. So Flyvern swoops in low, swoops in low, and then Brannis kind of raises back, and the, uh, the, the equivalent of a neigh, of like a whinny, on a giant fly, that's the sign fly, Flyvern makes. It is... Unholy in your ears. Um, and uses storm Libers. Um, with uh, a power attack, it's supposed to be minus two, no weird bonuses. Yeah. Was team strike on that guy? Yeah. The AC. No, no, whatever. Be I'm thick. gonna go against this guy just because of uh, you got a bad bit. Even with a plus two, we have a plus one from this guy from the yeah. mark from the yeah. thing. And I, their AC, I remember, was brutal before. So it's a minus two on each of these. So, um, but we get some extra damage with it. So, first one, I'm just gonna give you the numbers. Forty-two versus AC. Uh, Forty versus AC. Forty versus AC will hit. Yeah. Does. I'm sorry. Does in all capitals critical hit? Huh. <laughs> 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 this is storm blows. Yes. Wow, really? And is a 31. Uh, which target? Uh, I'm one? sorry, plus, plus the one is 32 on... Uh, the worm? The, the, yeah, the bullet. Yeah, it was a worm. I mean, it, I, it, oh, okay, I yeah, describe it. It was a... Uh, what came up was a big red worm out of the ground. Oh. It just kind of burst forward. I didn't know that. It's not like, uh, it's not like the, the, the purple worms. Uh, it's, a, it's a different sort of thing. It's a uh, worm. Its body is, yeah, is even just... Uh, dripping with blood on the outside as if um, the plague lands here just created this creature that almost exists inside out. Um, so Brannis is attacking it from the inside, apparently. Um, so, um, yes, does that, does 32 hit? It's a cool worm thing. Um, 32 versus the worm. I like that as a hits. Alright, Brandis hits. Um, so he comes in. And uh, it pulls back and kind of has the, the unsteady uh, flying of a giant fly with someone on its back, kind of flutters around. Brannis just hacks in again and again and again, striking with all three. There's going to be a plus six uh, from power attack, plus two, so plus eight total. Do we have any other weird bonuses to damage right now? Uh, not from me that I'm aware of. All right, so the first one is... 24 plus six, 32 damage. 32 damage, got it. Two of that is cold. Oh, it's blinded too, which I think means uh, it grants combat advantage. Yeah, uh, his thing lasts until the end of its turn, and it happened on its turn. So, uh, we think it's actually... Now, my program that handles the rules automatically, I told it that, and it um, said it was until plus the next turn. I wonder if that's how... The rules work, but well, you don't get the question. The blinding. Uh, well, what makes sense? Because you did it. Oh, wait, was it his next turn it's or end of turn? We my turn. Okay, never mind. I'm sorry. Uh, no the blinding doesn't matter. You still hit all three. Thirty-two okay. damage. Thirty-two plus uh, twenty-six. Twenty-six damage. Got it. Yes. Plus a critical. Ushehi is high crit, which means double weapon damage, right? Nice. No. So yeah. Two. It means two weapon. weapon. Two extra weapon, weapon dice. So, someone want to calculate some things? What is it? What is so it? 12 plus. Roll two, uh, roll two 12s. No, 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 yeah, no, yeah. Just 12 plus. I got it. 12 plus. 5 plus. Yeah. 11. Got it. Um, is that. That's 28. Plus Ushahi's uh, critical damage. Is D8s. Is D8s. So, it's going to be 5 D8. 
as me. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, roll high. There's two, there's four. I recommend. Okay, plus. There we go. Two, so it's seven. Plus six is. Uh, 41. 13, 13 plus eight. 21. You had one more, it was five. Sorry. So that was uh, 21 plus 7, 28 extra. So 28 on top of that. 28. It was already at 28, so that's plus 28. Yeah, yeah 28 plus 28. Um, plus 56. Plus 16. 16. Plus 16 for, for the base damage that I. Oh, gotcha. Um, plus 18 for cold and power attack. Okay, Jesus. 121. Plus 80 damage. Turnover. Yes! That was only the second attack. What about the third attack? That third attack was... The, I had already done those things. I had done two attacks. I gave you those totals. That was 32 gotcha. and 26. It was 12 plus 5 plus 11 plus 28 plus uh, 16 plus 8. Then there's a lot of numbers. Grace comes in and just hacks wildly at a giant red worm. How's the worm look? Uh, it is bloodied. Yay! And as such, its eruption power, which is the only power it's used, recharges. Yeah. Um, give it some blood. Just even try. No blindness. Can we have the bloodied blood blood? Uh, I don't want blood drops. Is there? Blood drops. I got, I mean, I know, these guys... I guess, especially for a giant worm, I mean... Yeah. A giant blood worm. It's a blood sure. worm. It's called that. Um, is that Brandis right here? Yes, that is Where, where are you? I'm, he's you can pro- if he's the same player. size as this guy, he can hit. You know what I mean? Because I'm, I'm up in the air. Yeah. I'm still flying, but... How many squares up are you? Um, you have to be adjacent to that, so... Yeah, adjacent, three. but I'm up uh, diagonal, yeah. All right. Oh, you're down one, because I thought you were going to You see, from the big walking... Yeah, right. The big walking... Plague monster just a tendril shoots out that looks much like a tentacle that was coming out of Colbin, just shoots out from its body towards Brandis and wraps around his arm and then pulls. Oh, okay. That's gonna do the area thing. Uh critical hit. Oh! You're lucky because it's a non-damaging attack. Yes! It slides him three squares. Critically. Critical slide. Does he <laughs> grab me? Or he grabs you. You have the, this. I believe, I'm almost positive you have the option of abandoning your mount when you get, um, abandoning your mount or having the mount go with you. I'll be dismounted. All right. And you're ten feet up, right? So, yeah. Uh, so, oof, Brandis gets pulled. Onto you're here? Rock? Uh, so yeah. One, two. Three. Onto the rock. Exactly where I want to be. What does Thanks. Flabber do? Flabber continues his flight pattern. Or, I mean, he will, but he's There's a pattern? None that mortal man can understand. <laughs> it's beyond. If you zoom out really, really far. It's a perfect, like, Pythagorean theorem. Like, triangle. It's a Fibonacci sequence. Fibonacci sequence. It's the most beautiful I don't know all the mount rules off the top of my head. So make sure you familiarize what? yourself with them if you're going to use them in combat. How dare um, you? Because I don't. I think that's how the force combat works. In uh, yes. I it, sound, it, it sounds well. fair to me. Yeah. So oh, that's uh, like that works just fine. He pulls you over, and then, uh, and then all of a sudden, in a huge burst in front of him, in a close blast five. Ouch. A close burst five, as his whole body almost. 
just disappears as a big burst five, which is going to hit Brandis, Flyvern. That's okay. it, right? Yeah. Only Brandis has and Flyvern. Uh, and Flyvern. And the bullet? And the bullet. No. No. Doesn't hit enemies? It bursts. Plague like plague. In a big burst of plague. Definitely here hits the bar. Is it called the plague burst? Ha ha ha. I guess. Dang, that barely hit. 40 versus fortitude. God. Fortitude. 29 poison damage. Disease? No! What? For all you guys know, Brandon's been diseased for a long time. No, we know SCDs don't stick, just like plague scouts heal themselves. Just they just walk it off. Alright. Band aid. And. We don't know how, but band aid always works. He's out the STD. Wow, this is our first disease. And Brandis contracts blinding sickness. What does that Sorry, do? dude. I don't know. What? <laughs> you just picked it out of a book randomly? No, I forgot. I have oh. to look it up in the damn book. I was going to say, hmm. Oh. We actually did a, had a stint where we had wounds, which was <coughs> dealing with really, really nasty diseases. Yeah, it was a short-lived house rule. So, um, I will find it. It actually added a great story section since we only did it for a little while. So I'm going to put blinding sickness on my conditions with a question mark, like... What? And then after it just bursts in this in this plague energy, it forms back into a creature again. Oh, that guy's an asshole. <laughs> At least it only hit one person. They didn't buy me dinner. Didn't even buy you. <coughs> they never <coughs> buy you dinner. Oof. Just sent me an email afterward. Little corn. Mm-hmm. All right. Bleak world. Brandis loves it. That's it. Square, oh, that's it, meaning it's Ren's turn. Ren! Ren, do it! Make it all die. Ren, Kill this guy. without In his butt. apologies or anything, or calls down a massive pillar of fire. Boom! A 5x5 five five right on top of all of that cluster of you guys. Woohoo! Uh, yeah. Right there. It's centered. about as many enemies and as allies. allies. So, if it hits Sahara as well, you're going to lean a little more that way. Let's let let put Zahar in there. (laughs) Yeah, no. We won't hit Zahar. I'm just trying to see if there's a way that I can hit. Nope, I'm going to have to hit all three. Plus one what for one? No, no, you could, uh... Uh, Two. Combat badge. You can not hit Aurora. No, you You can just go uh, like this. If I want to hit the... Oh, you're right. Yeah, you have to hit everyone. I have to hit everyone. Okay. Okay. So. Oh, that's a bad guy. Yeah, I forgot. That's not a So, uh... My boy. Initial effect on Brannis, you lose a healing surge. You cannot regain it until you're cured of blinding sickness. So, like, from his max? Basically. And his current, essentially? From his max and current. That stings. Yeah, it's funny that it says you can't regain I guess it means if you take an extended rest, you can get it back. Yeah, is, um... I mean, I don't want to invite more trouble. Am I actually blind? No. That's just it's how it starts. That's just the initial. Is uh, this how like I mean, it's called like the clap and it's like no one claps. Aha! Uh, uh, no, this is that. probably aptly named for those that don't get it taken care of. Oh. <laughs> we'll get you some new eyes, man. Red's got extra red glasses now. All right. Or some Red. really cool black so, spectacles and a lot Somebody of start pointing at the <laughs> characters and we'll see what hits. Now, you all. Yes. It's a minus five. I'll build that into the attack. And fortunately, we have some damage resistance going on. Yes. So uh, let's do monsters first and then allies. I like it. 
we can do that. Big boy. Okay, that will be a 37 versus reflex. These are all versus reflex. 37 versus reflex. Oh my god, reflex? Yes, reflex were pretty much motherfucked. Yeah, excellent. Good. So, Hit. and then on the Dragonborn, oh no, the Dragonborn, yeah, you're on right. On the Dragonborn, that will be a 40 versus reflex. That'll also hit. Yeah! On the, blood. on the worm, you get a plus be, one for the worm. So, 41 versus reflex. Yes! yes. Aurora. Then on Aurora, that will be a 30 versus reflex. Is that including whatever minus you got or whatever? That's, I built in that minus. Cool. And then Hugh. Then Hugh, that's going to be a 35 versus reflex. I rolled really high on all of these. And uh, Colbin. And Colbin will be a 29 versus that's reflex. That's still plenty. Flyvern? You can get Flyvern out of it, Kent. Nope, Kent. Flyvern takes a 32 versus reflex. That is. Okay, that is. so. <laughs> More allies. That is going to be. <laughs> yeah, everyone. 20. I hit. I didn't miss, didn't miss anybody. Right. So four allies. So that oh, would yeah. be oh, sorry, I forgot Flavrin. Against the <laughs> against the uh, enemies. Enemies. That's going to be twenty four fire, thunder, radiant damage. Oh god. Twenty four. There's no fire damage. As I already spotted in your Facebook message. Uh, your mom said there's no fire damage. Whoa. Whoa. It doesn't matter. They, 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 can't, they can't resist it. That's not what I heard anyway, last night. Twenty four so, damage. So twenty four damage against those three. Against play guys. Against the rest of you guys. What was the third enemy that hit? Oh, oh, right, right. The, Worm. Uh, Dragonborn. Dragonborn. Against the rest of you guys, that will be twelve. Because oh. you take half. Because you take half. You guys also resist four over that. So oh, eight. Just no. Eight oh, against you guys and two against me. So Even Flyvern takes half as well. So it's uh, twelve and then so down to eight. Twelve. Yeah, and eight. down cool. to eight. So, just out of curiosity, how much total damage did I do to everyone on that one? You only did two to me. So that's seventy-two to the end to the enemies and two, sixteen, uh, and then eight, eight and eighteen. So that's uh, only twenty-four. Twenty-four. Oh, Twenty-six. Twenty-six, uh, including Flyvern. Seventy-two. So ninety-eight. Wait, how much? It does half damage to. It does half damage. Oh, that's yeah. Okay, that makes it look better. All right. 98, not bad. Not bad at all. Right now, Will. <laughs> and, wow. and uh, I mean, rather than add that, though, you should probably just take 26 away from what you did to the monsters. <laughs> but no, no, no. I mean, uh, move Ren, minor. Ren's and all about burning things. Yeah, he's wearing it. Ren Why? is going to uh, use an arcana check to see if he can figure out whether or not. Uh, our dragonborn friend is actually controlling these guys, or if they are acting of their own accord. Mm. Hey, dude, do you, if you have a move action, do me a favor and take a step here. We'll do that in just a moment. As soon as I have land. Uh, so that's going to be a Crazy 36 arcana. Thirty-six Arcana. You can uh, tell that um, that this this uh, guy definitely has an affinity of some sort towards the um, the spellfire. He is wielding it, but he is not uh, like directly commanding these like those in the grove did. They appear to be, um, and it appears to be why they are kind of a little. Um, they appear to be a little less uh, strong than the than the one that was summoned by the three guys. Uh, it, it seems like he perhaps 
influence them to come, but that they are mostly just attacking. They seem to be ignoring him. It's like calling a wolf out of the forest rather than summoning one from magic. And then to finish off, Ren's your magic. One's your wolf. The other one's just Eric, a wolf. Yes, sir. Ren will move. Boom. Boom. Done. Turn over. All right. Yes. Uh, good old character builder that gets rid of the requirement field that I don't notice. Yes. See, the old character builder was the Lost the band. Alright. Not character one. That's a character one. That's a monster one. Um. The worm. Does the worm. Does not do the worm. <laughs> Isn't it always doing the worm by virtue of being help a worm? It. <laughs> Tries to stop because it looks silly. It's like it's being itself. I'm just being myself, like you see Mom it. Said. Shift this way. Oh, shift back. Right through the rock, as if it wasn't even there. As it just turns and uh, and moves back, and then goes straight down and burrows into the ground, disappearing. That was kind of a cool burrowing spin. Out of sight. Yeah, that is. Uh, that's what he does. He can't. There's no way I can do it. Time. Come on, man. You should have not even tried. I know. Now it's just ridiculous. So, uh, he just burrows straight so down into the ground, disappearing from sight. It's just going to pop back up again later. Break the burrow spin trend. <sighs> you Good times. <laughs> uh, he was up. Okay. Get out of there, Hugh. Hugh. Um. Or actually, no. If you just get a little bit away from him. No, that works. It means I can just shift back one. So that's cool. Yeah. Perfectly, that guy is out of the way. Um, He's probably still there, technically. Where that guy was? Well, don't worry. Yeah, are we actually right. going to kill the dragonborn, or are we going to try to? We're going to pound information out of the uh, guy. So he one. shifts back yes, one. That. Don't kill him. He then quarries. Afterwards. Uh, I got to quarry one of these two. Let's quarry the. Uh, Hugh's trying to recall because are are these look like the same guys we fought in the grove? Almost identical, or a little different, or what? Which those guys? guy, yeah. No, remember they're um, they're they are a manifestation of plague fire, but they appear to be a lot less um, intense, uh, you know, compact and intense burning. They're, uh, they're they're not as powerful. They're less powerful. Less powerful. They okay. The same sort less of thing. Less formidable. Okay. Uh, then he's gonna he'll quarry the dragonborn, and he will do. The pinning strike. So we can keep these guys from getting around a little bit. He's gonna do a pinning strike. Blue is dragonborn. Red is uh, big chain fellow. Fifteen to nice. ten. That's respectable. That usually hits for shit. Um. So uh, dragonborn gets a twenty-four. So that's twenty-four. Thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. No, AC. Will not hit. Both like guy. He has a on the dragonborn. Thirty-nine. That will hit. Here's a twenty-nine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thirty-nine. And then on the big uh, plague fellow, that's a uh, thirty-three AC. The plague fragment in the back there. By no, the this one right here. This whatever this is. The big fiery fire. chain golem. Yeah. Fire. Did you so add the tattoo? That was a. Oh, forgot about the tattoo. 
Yeah, so he gets uh, two more onto that. So What was it? 41? 33 plus 2, 35. That'll hit. Cool. Yes. Both hit. Nice. Nice job. So, let's see. Um, 2012 plus 14 damage each. So they're both immobilized until the start of my next turn. So you sinks, um, I don't know, he's going to sink an arrow into the... He sinks an arrow into the base of the summoned fire, and while not necessarily exactly how it works, it sort of disrupts the magic there and kind of keeps it from getting around. And the dragonborn, it doesn't actually, like, pin his leg, but he sinks it into the kind of the knee joint of his armor and sort of makes it so he can't move his leg freely. He's leg locked. So his leg's kind of locked. So this is damage. So for Dragonborn, he gets... That's the wrong dice. Is this immobilizing him? No, no, no. This is They're both immobilized because they got hit. But this is damage. So for the Dragonborn, he takes 6 plus 4 is 10 plus 14 damage. So the Dragonborn takes 24 damage. 24 damage. Yes. Gotcha. And the fire abomination takes 18. 18 damage. Yes. And they are both immobilized. They are both immobilized until the start of my next turn. Yeah. I think gotcha. I said end before. It should be start. Start of your next turn? Yes. Except, as soon as the uh, red form becomes immobilized, you rolls a save against the effect. Yeah, take that. Uh-huh. And he is not. Oh my god! Yes! Yes! Cool. Oh, I forgot. At the beginning of my turn, I would have had to take some poison damage, of which I would have resisted four, so I take six. And don't forget to save. Minus six. So 41. And then I save from that effect. And with your plus five and my plus two, that's a definite success. Yay! So he saves from the poison. And that's move minor standard. That's Hugh. All right, who's next? So yeah, Hugh Corey's a guy. Looks for how is he armored? What does he look did like? Did you save a, against the uh, poison breath? I did save against poison breath. That's what I just did. Gotcha. I only had one effect on me, correct? That's yes. all I got. Yeah. So um, Hugh Corey's a guy. Looks for defenses. What exactly look like? I'm just taking off the mini. Is he armored using a shield and all that kind of stuff, or what's he look like? He cast uh, the, the the dragon the dragonborn. Guy. He is wearing full armor. Little bitch. Yeah, head to toe. In fact, it's obscuring his. He's wearing a helmet that's obscuring his. Uh, he's his not speeches. Over. He'll be like you still turtle. don't recognize him as the guy. Um, just Aurora saying that. Um, yeah. Who it was? Just Aurora claiming oh. who it was. I roll and it's like it's Aurora. It's different She's armor. Honest as usual. Different armor was. than the guy you saw <laughs> at the Order of the Blue Fire. Okay. Who's the up next? Fire? The plague fire. Oh. All right. The boom box. Um, hold on, boom box. Say, listen to this. So the first, uh, the first dude recharges his poison breath. And oh wait, did someone do anything? Did someone do Hugh. anything? Yes, he did lots of things. You moved at the end of your turn. At the beginning. Beginning of my turn. Okay, I forgot that. Uh, That's why I was asking partially, because I remember the last guys. If they were the same as the last guys we fought, I know whenever you moved away from them, they did nasty things. It is the same dudes. Just less powerful. So what'd I do? It's fine. I forgot. Okay. Um, is 
I shifted away very sneakily. <laughs> yes, you did. And so... He's also immobilized. Uh, he is immobilized. He also has <laughs> so, because he's immobilized... No, no, it was actually yeah. because he's got a close blast five. He <coughs> breathes, fire just spews out from uh, from the fire uh, yeah, again, but it's too. just this poison again coming from the fire. It's such, such a weird thing. It's like an elemental, but it just kind of has these different sorts of things that happen. It's so it kind of is... Uh, it actually fits in here in the Plague Lands, where everything is just kind of chaotic, chaotic and strange. So it's this guy? Alter. Yeah. He's... So he's, okay, yeah, he's still, he's still weakened, right? Yeah. He has yes. Until my turn. I thought the blood yeah. guy was weakened. I'm bloodied, by the way. Oh, uh, no, it's definitely this guy that was weakened, but I don't have that as marked anymore. Did Aurora do her next time? Oh, no, she didn't. Yeah, he's a, a, a weakened and team striked. Okay, then, yeah, well, he's going to do his thing, but he is weakened, so it'll be half damage. So here is the poison against the three of you in a... Um, Cone. Cone. Close, yeah, close blast. Close Flyburn as well, or no? Unless Brandis is in five squares. Leave right Flyburn out of this. What? Flyburn's there? Yeah, five squares. Yep. Flyburn's there. Is Brandis in five or six? Yes. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six. Well, the Flyburn as well. Oh, one on you. All so three. Nice. 30, Beautiful. a natural one, and a 30. That Misses hits. you. Not gonna hit. That hits me. It hits Aurora. Four. 16 poison damage, and I'm going 10 poison. Okay, Minus so four. I take a 10 resist to poison right now because of my amulet. Alright. So that's 6. Then do I get the additional 4 resist, or is it just no. 10? It's, you only take the highest. Gotcha. Okay, so that's 6. And then save ends. Minus 6. 20. The poison just washes over Colbin in his stone form, and you realize that Colbin isn't breathing as he... As, Does he normally uh, breathe? in this countenance. Yes, of course he breathes. It's not of course. He's made of like half That was really weird. I'm telling you, of course, to make it seem like... I don't know. Stone naturally has a very high <laughs> oxygen content, so... Maybe. He could be breaking it down chemically to get the very needs. He could be photosynthesizing You know what? Somehow. You should probably tell him that, because I'm sure he doesn't understand that about himself, but I'm just going to go ahead and say that's what's happening. Well, Hugh doesn't know a damn thing what I just said. So... <laughs> Sam, you've cracked the code. If anyone would, though, Ecology of the Stone Man. Ecology of the Stone Man. Alright. The yeah. next guy. He's marked, right? To him? Yeah, someone who's controlled. Oh, wait, he also takes the minus two against us, right? Because of your new feet or something? Uh, whatever. No, it's not yet. the point. Not yet. You're not wearing the ring that you got last? It's only the when they're marked. Um, wow. I refuse so, to the powers. Is he marked to a keeper? Yes, he is. Is that what happened? All right, you're squaring off against him. Is he doing one of those things where they're like wrestling? Punches keeper in the face. Dude, Don't take that chip from the keeper. The fire yeah. just engulfs oh, keeper. Thirty-five versus AC yeah. will hit four. It doesn't matter how many. Thirty-five damage, right? fire necrotic damage. It still gives you information. Thirty-five. So thirty-five. That is nasty damage. And burn. Necrotic damage. Burn in the. Colvin is up. Okay. Wow, that's almost max damage. Twenty-four. Yeah, it's like 200 max damage. Bucking A. Colbin! Huh. Better an NPC took it than us. <laughs> Good said, job, Keeper. <laughs> Colbin slides like, through no the... No problem, uh, thanks, Keeper. Yeah. Slides Good through job. the uh, the uh, undulating terrain oh. to bring to bear 
Did you just move closer or to him or further away? Closer to him. Okay. I think he does nasty things if you move away. But I don't oh, okay. Thanks for the reminder. Appreciate that. Um, to bring to bear some pain on this flame guy. Oh, he's a flame guy? We think he has flame resist? I don't know. Actually, I don't. The last guys didn't. Well, let's. I remember because Red one burned them, expecting out. it to be far less effective than it ended up being. And uh, brings up his mighty hammer. Boom! And comes straight at the uh, massive flame creature's torso. That'll do it. Put your plus two on. I get my plus two on for sure for that flank. Um, going to be a 30-41 versus reflex. That'll hit. Oh, yeah, reflex. Crunch! Give me some D10s. This is against the fire guy? Yeah, it's against the fire guy. Fire guy. I could use healing if you have a free miner sometime. You got I'm it. bloody. Not too bloody, but bloody. I'll do this. That's 10, 23, and one more for... That's D10, right? And as Colvin crunches him in the torso and knocks him back, Zahara jumps up and just puts a pinpoint slash at the base of his spine. Hell yeah. Zahara is trained to hit criticals even if it's made of it's fire. flaming summon spine. So two, Maybe it does have kind of a spine. So I could see it having some sort of a internal organization there. You, you know, know, like what it once was. Perhaps kind of maintains itself. Twenty-five, fourteen. So he does thirty-nine yeah, like bear, uh, fire like damage, fire, fire, and force damage. Fire bear. Forceful fire damage hits him and does damage. <laughs> and like as you as uh, Colbin connects uh, in his mighty stone frame, you see like fire burst from the uh, actually his hammer still superheated from the flame burst that Ren rained down upon him. Sparks fly off as like a a wave of force rolls through this uh, uh the creature and he kind of gets rocked for a moment. Let's move that in minor and let's see. Let's hit a rune of preservation. Uh, <coughs> and as the the beast rocks back, giving him a moment. He uh, uh, raises his hammer, and and the uh, the earth surrounding himself and Hugh slowly begins to kind of collect and uh, and you know inch its way up uh, up its uh, their legs, imparting some healing uh, uh, energies as the ground first purifies and then infuses with their bodies, strengthening uh, their earthen substance from within. So you can spend a healing surge and you have resist five till the end of your next turn. Oh, very nice. Healing surge plus anything or just healing surge? Just healing surge. Oh, sorry. Healing surge. You can take an extra d6. Zero is. So you got extra two. Cool. I almost don't want to. Do I get temporaries or any weird thing like that? Or just a different power? So basically it's going to heal both of us instead of just one. Nice. Do I get that too? Unfortunately, no. It's just him and I. Just him? Okay. You're, you're okay. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is, speaking of it, it's Zoro's turn. Reminder, not to be giving us a disadvantage, but I haven't noticed any ground sliding or saving throws being made for terrain. We're not in those spots. No. Well, the whole ground I does it. I decided on the regular ground that's too... Complicated and chaotic. Not so, worth it. Uh, okay. The, the, it is the rough terrain part. thing applies, but the only person to cross it has jumped across it. Yes. Okay. He was um, in it. I was in it. I didn't know I was in it. Until ah. Well, my turn. At the beginning, I, I take. Yeah. Uh, the guy was on the little marker in the corner here. Ah. So you got to resist five until the end of my next turn. Yeah. Cool. 
inflicted with some ongoing poison? Yes. 10 damage? Yes. Okay, so I resist all that damage. Uh, but in the interest of preserving um, my allies, <coughs> she uh, reaches to the amulet around her neck that's kind of glowing with this faintly kind of purplish, uh, kind of sick, kind of green purple color within it. She crushes it. It always seems to reform after these events. But uh, as she does so, it swirls around her allies, who are all within a burst one, and gives them a plus five against poison. Nice. Until the end of the encounter. So you have plus a five against poison or a five resist? It's a five resist. Gotcha. And I lose my ten resist, but I have a save, so I can handle it. And I did that after I took the damage. So that was good. And then, can I shift here? That's technically still closer to the guy, right? That's not Yeah. That's not considered yeah. moving away. Which ally are you giving it to? Both of these guys. It's only one. No, it's both. Give it to him. I've already got resist five. It okay. says you grant an ally. An ally. Well, Hugh, then. He can handle it. Cool. Um, I thought it was... I guess you're right. You're right. An ally. Um... And I was just confirming that this moving right here would not be Those moving away. Because uh, no, it's still within... Yeah, that's fine. Cool. Fine. Then she moves there up to that dragonborn SOB. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Those of you in the know. And she attacks for a chance to hit, hopefully. Yeah. Alright. Okay, um, that is a 38. That'll hit. Yes, so she comes in with her hammer, blazing light just partially blinds everyone in this area. You guys adjust really quickly because you're used to it. Um, both these guys are marked with Divine Sanction. So they get little marksies. As the silver collar begins to form around his neck, he looks into Aurora's eyes and and gazes at her as she feels this kind of presence fighting back her challenge, which she is so used to using. Implacable. And he saves against the effect and is not marked. What? Cool. He's not marked. He is not marked. I like it. This guy's tricksy. Ass. Give me back my mark. Yeah, the other guy is marked. Doesn't cancel. Well, I left it there. <sighs> well. Who's up next? What? Well, hold on. I moved. Oh. I did a minor. Oh, I thought you. No, that is that is an attack. I haven't rolled my damage yet. He still takes some damage. Uh, two, ten, ten. Ooh, Ooh three, ten. That's nice. Um, so that's twenty-two. Plus 12, so 32 damage. That was two, two tens on that one. 32 damage, it's just weapon damage, nothing special. Uh, 32 weapon damage. Yeah, oh, you know, except she's going to really focus on this and see maybe if I can, if it's a minor or it's a, I don't know if it's, it is a free action, cool. Uh, after I hit with a weapon attack, it's going to deal an extra 10 radiant damage to this guy. So 42 damage total. Uh, yeah. Yes, 42. 10 All of right. that's radiant. 
Did you hit is, um, attack the same round? No, just oh. one attack. Is that um, is that under the ground guy within three squares of her? Oh yeah, is the underground guy within three squares? Of me? I don't know how that works. The it one. says yeah, the yeah it says no. and each enemy within three squares of you is subject to divine sanction. You would need at sure. least line of sight or line of effect anyway. Oh. Line of effect for almost everything requires line of effect. Well, it's a... meaning if they're on the other okay. side of a wall, they don't get affected by something. Okay. It doesn't specify. It that's, just says it's hit. It's not specified. If it, it is, doesn't say, that then, then that's the that's the situation. So that's fine. Yeah. One guy's marked. The other guy... Who, who he, does that, who right? Who does that? How rude. Yeah, How extremely that. rude. That's like... It's like bringing a folding chair to a concert. <clears throat> well, you know, it's... this guy. Jeez. Nobody turns Aurora right, down. The that guy down. is in trouble. That's a cold that's flying back on. No more of this sperkle turkey eagle. Sperkle turkey. Now, and as her last minor action, then she activates her hammer. Hammer time! You have an extra minor to do that? Yes, I only did one minor. But you moved. Well, isn't it move minor standard? It moved minor standard. One minor. Uh, fuck. Well, it doesn't matter, because apparently this guy can't be marked anyway, so... He gets the saving throw. But, uh, well, yeah, but his bonus is like huge. Two. <laughs> it was way more than that. Wasn't no, it was two. It was two. It was just two. What was, was the last? Two. Stop saying two. two, two. I heard it was two. two. Uh, all right. Those. You're so hilarious. The just, Dragonborn. I love you guys so much. First up, as he was gazing into Aurora's eyes to cancel the effect, continues to gaze. And Aurora finds that it is looking in to her very soul as uh, as she finds that her defenses are slightly dropped as he gains combat advantage. That's all he does. As a fear effect, are you immune to fear effects? Um. She has something with charm. She's a paladin. Don't ask me stuff like that because I have all these things. Or be on that first page with all your lists of stuff. Well then, uh, you're not. But if you find out that you are, you you're not. Out. But if you find out you are, love it. Yeah. Um, charm and something. you're guilty until proven. Me into fear and charm. No, that's what adjacent allies. Oh, uh, that's you. what it was. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Adjacent allies are me. I'm very um, inspiring, but not inspired myself. It's a self-esteem Aww. issue. Mm. <coughs> There's only one guy next to him, huh? That's annoying. Hey, you guys. Huh? What are you talking about? Me? Yeah. Combat advantage. Oh, no. Uh, so yeah, he gains the combat advantage, and then you see him swing his sword, but he swings it slowly as you see a huge uh, swirling uh, 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 spell fire shoot forward, engulfing Aurora, Hugh, and Colvin. How bad Slowly. As this fire starts burning over you extra hot, not like a blast of a fireball, it's like a slow fire that moves a over. Cook. A broil. I'm being broiled. Spell broiled. Broiled Spell alive. Broil. Here is the attack. 450 isn't high enough. Go broil. Two extra against Aurora. Broil. So 35 versus Aurora, 30 versus um, Hugh, and then 39. That will miss Hugh. Wow. Yes. I get hit. With a 39. I'm just Reflex is actually my highest defense. Does nice. Aurora get hit? Yes. That happens with, the new, with those new... 34 fire and necrotic damage, and it does half on the miss. Oh. Woohoo! I'll just go ahead and shave the tenor off of that. Do you have some kind of... Yes. I was thinking there were feats you get, but I don't think I have any of those. Yeah, That's actually... Old Sully, they just... 
They have that one. They have... It's like, yeah, they have that in there. It's a fee you can take. So I take half, so I take... 17? That's always round down. Dude. As the fire... It's an even, so yeah. 17. Washes over. Coleman, and you see his resist. stone... Five, so I take rocky skin begin to kind of heat up almost to red oh. hot. Magma! And his, his joints begin to grind a little bit as he 16. presses 16. to resist the fire. And as the, as the fire passes... Skin begins to cool. You see that the glowing remains in his eyes. You see him uh, become to or a flame of rage ignited deep. <gasps> All right. Would you have still? <laughs> I still have ninety-eight hit points. What will you do to get that guy back for that fire that he did? Will they? We'll continue next week. <laughs>